Excellent. Now, welcome back to the Fosterable Lounge. Listen to episode 35. I am Patrick. I am joined by the full gang, the three little pigs themselves, Seth, Steve, and Josh. Say hi, everyone. I made the brick house. Oink, 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 oink. I made oink. the straw house. Oink, oink, oink. Does that mean Steve has wood? Wait, shit. That was the wrong person to direct that at. Uh, Ooh. Now that you're asking. Yeah, see, there question. we go. Was see, now he's got to lean in. And, and, oh, is it, is it mud? I thought it was sticks. That, yeah, the one I know is uh, straw, sticks, and brick. Yeah. Oh, oh I know. Oh, I thought like, it was like wood is in, like, <laughs> I think <laughs> wood is in like an erection. I, li I like that your middle class pig is just poor Josh. <laughs> <laughs> that is how middle, middle class, class feels in my these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as they're biodegradable straws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strong start, strong start. Just goes to the Macca's thing and is like taking the, the I'm taking the, the, the new cardboard ones and I'm like, with it, please don't rain. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, just in New spits South on it and just melts. Floods. Uh, well, big, big episode 35. Uh, I, I looked up, <laughs> I shamelessly Googled fun facts about 35. Did you actually? Surprisingly, there's a Wikipedia page on them. It's, it's, it's 35, 35 the number. Uh, Nothing is is interesting at all. <laughs> that is such well, a shame. Much... You you set that up so well. I was really intrigued. I know. I know. Yeah. Well. Okay. So so the 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 possible ones. We'll 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 pull the pull the cohort. See how we go. So first one, uh, thirty five is the sum of the first five triangular numbers, making it a tetrahedral number. I think that's that, kind of neat. That's math. I hate it. I, yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Nerd. Oh. <laughs> the fact, my dude. I didn't say the fact. No, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of hard to hear through all these mud walls, am I right? Stop. Uh, <laughs> it comes through the internet. Um, Josh has no, had the... a rough night so far. <laughs> Been all the two minutes. Um, the, the one that was uh, somewhat more interesting is 35mm film being the most commonly used gauge of film in uh, photography and motion pictures. That one so, is actually interesting. Yeah, yeah, we cannot use this the week, the, like, next week or the previous week, so glad, glad I, everyone tuned in for this one. I watch films on my TV. Thank you, Steve. Some of us aren't that uh, rich. Yes. <laughs> Some you of us have to watch TV films. In your, in, your in your stick house. Some Look. of us have to watch films on our UMDs on the PSP. I, hey, I, I got nice. an OLED made out of mud in my mud house again. <laughs> It's still an OLED, though, right? <laughs> Damn right. Uh, well, my backwards also... is dumb. Just like this conversation. Oh, he does it again. What a uh, zinger. Final, fi final fun fact. Uh, 35 is the atomic number for bromine. Uh, or hey, or bromine. Ba based on, uh, ba based on you know, how it's... <laughs> Aw. <laughs> that was sweet. I mean, you kind of... You wouldn't let me finish the fucking line, but I guess we'll just run with yours. No, that's, that's there's, only, there's only the quick and the dead, big fella. Yeah, yeah, and well, there's only the, the people with stick houses and the people in Don't. mud houses. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but that's that's that, that's that's okay. Um, any any fun tech uh tech and or Krispy Kreme related stories to to regale the rest of rest of the group. I had an incredibly sugary donut, uh, not donut, uh, cookie, but it's not a Krispy Kreme donut, so you might not want to hear about it. It's true, but every time that I say <laughs> I don't want to hear about it, usually the people that I tell that to just say the story anyway, so I guess balls in your court, Seth. Uh, I'll be kind and skip over it. I just had a peanut butter Why cookie. bring it up then? Why bring it up? They should always be asking, why did he start talking, Seth? Why did I have why the ball, Why did I have the ball? 
Fine, I'll talk about it. I went to work this morning. I went to the Max Brenner. I Brenner literally didn't ask. <laughs> I went to the Max Brenner God, place Steve's next door. Steve's just on the door. warpath today. Went to Max Brenner. Oh my God. Yeah. Which was that donut? $30? It, it, was was like, donut was a cookie. it was like $10 for a hot chocolate and a uh, cookie. Um, Fucking I, hell. Inflation hit you bad. Yeah. Um, I got a- You don't believe, to believe me? Google Seth rule 34 inflation. <laughs> I'm cutting that one out. <laughs> um, I got Bro, a peanut butter cookie yes. and they drowned that shit in uh, da- dairy milk like sauce. It-, it was way too sugary for me. I couldn't finish it. You went to a place that specializes in covering everything in chocolate and then complained about your cookie that was covered in chocolate. I didn't know that they used it, like, actually went and covered everything in chocolate. They Last time they, uh, I got a banana bread from there, they're like... entire gimmick? I didn't know that. Last time I went there, um, I've only been there one time before, I was like, oh yeah, I'll have a banana bread and like, do you want some butter or do you want chocolate on that? I'm like, I'll take the butter, thanks. <laughs> Bro, when when you when you pay with coins, the 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 change that they give you is literally covered in chocolate. I I want to just bring up that the name of the actual place is literally Max Brenner Chocolate Bar. <laughs> How do you not know that they cover everything in chocolate? I thought that'd be a choice. But they but they mean like chocolate bar is in like a chocolate bicky or a- no no they mean no, no, bar they, like they, a they mean chocolate bar like a chocolate version of the very famous American uh, lawyer exam that you have to sit to be officially registered. It's a uh, bit of a bit of a weird reference, but I I guess that's what they built their brand on. Suits was a great show. I wear a suits suit was sometimes. great up until up until the last couple seasons. Then it just felt like everything could yeah. have been solved over email. That sounds like so many yeah, American sitcom complaints. Well, because the thing was. Um, I've forgotten both of the main people's names. The two main people left, and then it was like, okay, what? It, it literally had the oldest problem. Mike it and was, Rachel. Was, they literally sure, just left it because was... she became a literal princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but no, that, that sounds like what happens with literally every single American sitcom. It happened to Scrubs as well. Parks and Rec, I think, I think managed to dodge a bullet on that. But yeah, no, yeah, they, Parks and they, Rec they, just kept going up. They, they, went through, they went through the office situation where the. the effective main character or main characters uh left and so then the show it didn't even really go downhill it just didn't really do anything new just and flat-lined. mike yeah mike was like the most interesting part of the show by a mile so it was the only part of the show <laughs> kind of anyway. that's pretty rude kind of true though anyway Ooh. uh right so uh should we do album of- so okay steve you call me out for this every week and and i i, I was gonna say i love you for it i don't i hate you for it uh, would would you, Steve? Would, would, I don't have a choice. Seth has a gun to my head. <laughs> I don't. Um, if Yet. Future Seth, <laughs> edit a gun pointed at my head in this for, for, for this bit. Thanks. Um, would you like to do the album of the week now? Or when I announce it in Round the Lounge and then forget about it for like two minutes and then remember it again? Um... Let's go with at the lounge. I do like it. The the calling you out on it. I find that pretty funny. Cool. Uh, wait, you, you've you, just I, given up. I... You've just given up the ability to do it though, since you gave him permission. Any any attempt you do to try and call him out, I will cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> and also get the spray bottle. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll go into <laughs> into around the lounge for this week. Uh, Josh, what's your what's what's your week looking like? What's my week looking like? Um, not really too much. I've been trying to catch up on Monster Hunter. I've been still playing with my, my VR set that 
Um, while it is fun, I also feel like I need to justify the amount of money I spent on it, so I will use that every day for the next, like, two years. Um, and then, uh, I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake last week, so Seth finished that this week, so we can talk about that. Do oh, we I have just, to, though? steal my, my week. Yeah, you got other things. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I can't believe they made seven remakes of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I think they're and, getting and the close crazy to seven sequels. That, well, that... <laughs> Well, they're also blowing this, uh, the, the seventh remake into like three or four additional remade parts. It's crazy. Nothing but inflation and money, money hungry, money hungry. Don't believe me. Google Final Fantasy seven inflation. Not too far. Sorry. <laughs> See, was... the thing is, no one believes you ordinarily, <laughs> but I don't know that anyone listens to that and goes, I'm going to show Steve. <laughs> I'm not even there to Don't see believe the me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Right, uh, thank Google you for that, Josh. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Uh, especially not on any of my social media handles. Um, <laughs> Seth, Hatflation. other than Final Fantasy VII, what have you been up to? Well, just despite Josh, yes, I did finish Final Fantasy VII Remake this week. I also did the DLC for that. And I... I really <laughs> thought you were going to say, just despite Josh, I finished Final Fantasy VIII Remake. <laughs> <laughs> that game probably deserves a remake. Um, I also I also finished watching All of Us Are Dead. Um, yeah, that that's a pretty pretty good show. That I wasn't a fan of how it went towards the ending. Was it an American sitcom? No, it was a Korean zombie show. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, it's kind of close if 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 you think about it. Is it thinking about it? (laughs) Don't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) Google's zombification of American media. (laughs) Wow, that was that was oddly insightful. Uh, cool, thank you for that. Uh, Steve, what have what, what you been up to? Um, what have I been up to, fellas? Man, where do I start? Probably um, in the third game. In the third game? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Gen 3 is probably one of the better... Um, <laughs> True, better though. Games. True. I've been playing... Uh, the effect you're having on me is massive, man. Like, fuck. Don't believe me? Google. <laughs> 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 um, I've been playing Mass Effect 3. Um, after I had a bit of a... A bit of a rest from it while I played some other games, and uh, I'm back on the Mass Effect horse. And oh boy, yay! There's no horses. <laughs> sounding sounding buck wild there. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you obviously haven't heard any of the other episodes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Remember that nothing time I said screams. I'd pay eighty dollars for Dragon Ball to Breakers? Man, what what a, what a wild ride that was! <laughs> How far we've come from that? Am I right? I'm glad we've I'm glad we've emotionally matured since that point. Yeah, now I only have to pay fifty. <laughs> Man, and they say inflation's favor. going up. Uh, I don't <laughs> believe me. Google horse inflation. Like <laughs> stop. I'm gonna cry. Stop. Safe, safe search okay. off on your work laptop. <laughs> <laughs> right in and your do us, and, and do us a favor. When the police ask what you're doing, tell them NordVPN sent you. <laughs> I was about to say, and when you get caught with some shit, tell them NordVPN. We've been way too much in sync this week, Josh. You really need to sort it out. <laughs> we have been, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm, worried, I'm worried about myself in this. You're used to it. I'm not. Uh, but that's, uh, that's, that's, that's cool. All right. Why don't what are we you up start? to, Pat? What are you up to? Uh... I mean, there's, there's some Outer Wilds chat, but we, we ended up accidentally covering half of it last week. <laughs> against, against my wishes. 
Well, do you want to talk about the album of the week for another hour? Do you want to talk about album of the week then? Oh, dabs. Unironically, I have to leave that one in. He wasn't calling you out for it. He was just asking politely. No, it. Yeah, that that one was on me. Also because I I might have forgotten about it. But anyway, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I'll I'll do album of the week. Uh, might, might, as well, might as well start with that now. Even, uh, you know, why why not? You know, crazy crazy episode thirty five that we're already in. Um, so Josh's album of the week this week is uh, the last yeah. goodbye by <laughs> by by Odessa. Uh, it's the third studio album from the duo. Uh, it came out two weeks ago. Uh. Thereabouts, yeah, like July twenty-ish, plus or minus a couple of days. Uh, first of all, has anyone else listened to it? I no. did. I was going to, but I didn't. Well, I mean, <laughs> thanks for at least trying. The thought was there. <laughs> yeah, thanks I, for trying to just use one of your senses. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I've done my contribution to this. You guys can take the floor. I literally just heard Patrick make the recommendation to Josh. I didn't even hear what the album or the band was, so I just left it on the floor. Here, it was a text message. Wasn't it over a call? No. I just left it on the floor. I didn't even pay attention (laughs) to the text message. Just read it and you just look at this going, I don't know. This doesn't matter to me. I can't read. (laughs) This this message can't stop me. (laughs) All right. Tell us about the album, Patrick. Uh, All right. So I'm mistaken. It's the fourth studio album. My bad. I thought it was the third. Why it was... Okay, there's there's one in there that I'm not that I'm not knowing because I know of a moment apart and um uh and in return I do not know what the third album. Bronson. Is it, actually, or are you just throwing words out? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no words. <laughs> I don't know. They had a. I'm not, I'm reading the Wikipedia. I'm not contributing anything. Please just ignore ignore the ramblings of this crazy person. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, so I, I was mistaken. Uh, somewhere there, 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 there's a fourth album in there. But it's, it's in my mind, the, the third album, because In Return and then A Moment Apart, and then A Moment Apart was, was five years ago. It's been a crazy five yeah. years, because that, that... So, weirdly, I, I know when A Moment Apart came out specifically, because I, I know exactly what I was doing at university when I was listening to it religiously alongside In Return, and it's crazy that that was five years ago. Different time. So that was BC the other album, COVID. So there was Summer's Gone in 2012, <laughs> In Return in 2014, oh, Moment Summer's Apart gone. 2017, and then yes. Yes, July 20th. Yes. Winter in the moment. Ah, uh, I completely forgot about Summer's Gone. Yes, no, I, I am familiar with that one. I I listen to a couple tracks from that semi regularly. I always, I for some reason, I just count that as like um more of an EP. Anyway, uh, no, that's exactly what it was. Thank you for that, Josh. Um, so, uh. I don't think there are any cool facts about this album because it's only been out for like two weeks. So any kind of numbers or anything, I'm sure, are still being calculated. Um, I I don't know, uh, Josh. What were your thoughts on this album? Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, there is one uh, kind of cool fact that I, I was looking up. Um, so there is a singer. Oh, I'm Josh. Uh, I didn't prepare anything for this. Oh, I didn't prepare way, anything. I've been reading it to look up what the album was. But there is a singer. So it samples vocals from Betty Lovett. It was the 1965 hit song "Let Me Down Easy," which is the it sample. Let me down easy. Shame you could only get the samples. It's not that much to get the full song, is it? (laughs) It's probably free on Spotify, actually. (laughs) I don't think it's free. Like it's you've got to pay for Spotify. If you're getting the free version of Spotify, well, you've got bigger bigger problems. Right. So so you so you could get the full version, but it's with ads. 
yeah ads in between the song <laughs> no no ads um, in the middle of the song so what i thought about the album i mean it's the same as kind of every other odeso album to me they're just like they're, they're very good ambient music um which i i just i just love like i just, when i'm in the right mood for it it really hits um i thought my favorite song of the, the album was probably love letter i really liked that hmm. so i i'm gonna be a bit controversial because i'm i'm a huge fan of odessa but i didn't like this album as much <gasps> i i thought there were a couple songs on there that, that you know were were excellent like uh, up there with my favorite odessa songs but as an album the problem that I have with it is that I, I hear music from In Return, and I know it's Odessa. I hear music from A Moment Apart, I know it's Odessa. I hear music from The Last Goodbye, and it's harder to know that it's Odessa. And I think it's because in the five years, a lot of that sort of music has become more popular, and therefore the Odessa sound, as I know it as, has just become a bit blurred. Like something like The Last Goodbye, I've now heard on... Uh, like a few different ads, one of which I think was like a MacBook ad, I think. And it starts sounding similar to music that I heard for like a BMW ad that I saw on TV recently. Uh, and obviously that's just one song, but that is, I think, a little bit symptomatic of, of more of the sounds that they're going for in this one. Whereas the previous two albums, uh, admittedly, I was in a very different place when I was listening to those previous two albums being just kind of Sigma Grind set at university. So maybe that's got something to do with it. but. Uh, uh, this version of you, the first track, uh, Wide Awake, the second track, um, Love Letter's Good, uh, and I think Equal are probably my top picks. Um, Equal was also good. There was like yeah. three songs, I think, that made me actually go, oh, what song's this? And it was Love Letter, I think Equal was one of them, and The Last Goodbye as well, because of the sample. I, I specifically remember hearing and going, that's odd. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was it, pretty much the only ones that grabbed my attention. But that that's kind of the problem is because I it, and it, and it's super funny because uh, I listen to In Return a, a ton. I listen to In Return a huge amount. If I go back to my top songs from Spotify between like 2015 and 20, probably 18 or 19, Odessa features heavily in my most listened to over the year. Uh, I listen to In Return and then A Moment Apart came out and I went, oh man, A Moment Apart's got such a strong opening, tracks one and two. Like awesome. Hope the rest. Hope the rest of the album uh, continues this way. And I remember thinking, after I'd listened to it for the first time, damn, in return was better. That's such a shame. And it took maybe like a week or so of listening, and then I realized actually the back half of a moment apart is is amazing. Well, just the whole album is just amazing. Uh, and my problem is that I've listened to a lot of the last goodbye, hoping that that's the case again, and I just haven't had that moment. I haven't had the the moment click where I go, oh, actually a lot of The Last Goodbye is super memorable and I know what the track names are and it's really fun to listen to. There's no bad songs on there. It's just not notable like the previous two albums were. And I hate that I have to say that because I like Odessa so much. <laughs> I, can, I, I can see that. I, I can agree with that. I, uh, I was not a massive fan of theirs, but I know quite a few of their songs. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, like hearing you say it, yeah, I think, like I said, it's good background music, but... Like that's it's background. most of what this album was. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a huge like amount of like just attention grabbers like the other albums did have. Yeah, and yeah, I th I think that's ultimately what the problem is. So I'd I'd put uh in return at like an eight point five, well probably probably a nine actually. It it, it goes hard. A moment apart, uh, a, a moment apart would would be like a nine point five. It's really close to like one of my favorite albums. Just 
because I can listen to it while doing anything and it just fits and it's awesome. But The Last Goodbye, I don't know. It's got a couple couple standout tracks, but overall as an album, having listened to it for as as much as I have for how long it's been out for, I I know that I would have spoken more highly of In Return and A Moment Apart. So I just have to give it lower. I don't know, like a like a six, like it's worth listening to, but it's just not. You listen to it once, you're like, that was cool. There's maybe one or two songs that I'd listen to again, but otherwise, see you later, you know? Yeah, I'd probably give it a seven. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank, thank you for coming to my TED Talk slash Josh's album of the week. Uh, it was fun. We'll, we'll do it again next week. With <laughs> Wouldn't an it be album a pet talk? That, I mean, it, it could. Like, let's let's not rule it out. Like I I personally think that Pat is a better name than Ted, but uh, you know, I, I that's feel just like my there's opinion. a little bit of a uh, bias about that, though. Well, I mean, if you come to my Pat talk, you'll see why. I'll explain all of the the details and and everything. It'll be a whole thing. There'll, there'll be like some red letters in the background. I'll, I'll do it in like a really dark room with audience that just kind of uh, acts like they're really engaged, but then just kind of laughs on demand. It'll, it'll <laughs> you, you have to see it. You have to see it. There'll be three stu- separate studio props: a brick house, a straw house, <laughs> and a mud house. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll talk about how it's actually some kind of, uh, how, uh, no, what, what's the one that they always do? Um, we, uh, everything that we thought about this topic was wrong. <laughs> everything that we thought about how to build houses with pigs was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, the way that you've been thinking all of your life, the way that you've been trained to think, you need to retrain yourself because that is like the incorrect, yeah, every TED talk ever. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that's the, that, that's the format. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. I, 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 you know, we, you can rip on it, but some of them, some of them are genuinely interesting. It's just yeah, the, some, of them, some of them are quite good. The, the the ones that you don't seek out, and the ones that you know, algorithms are like, hey, would you like to? Would you like to watch this? No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. No thanks. Yeah, no, th- no, th- not today. Not today. I don't want to reevaluate my life for the third time this week. You know, I'm I'm already at two. Uh, anyway, uh, on to the uh, next thing. I think we hit Mass Effect Three. Yay! Pew 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 pew. Well, I guess there'd only be three pew pew pews, right? Pew pew pew. Um, One color color of the pews. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So Mass Effect check. Uh, Josh and Seth, you haven't played Mass Effect Three, have you? Nope. No. All I know about it is that it had three different colored endings. A bit more nuanced than that, but yeah, and, but you played not it as well. Not on launch, it didn't. More no. nuanced than that. <laughs> not really. <laughs> That's really the journey. They, they had know. to patch into nuance, didn't they? Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. I'm not <laughs> to the end okay, yet. Don't okay, spoil Seth, it. When, when you put it that way, it makes it sound bad, all right? Can we just can we just calm it down? No, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, game, it, I feel like it's an important yeah, thing right. to make Have it seem it? bad. Is this your review? <laughs> yes, I'm taking over now. <laughs> Bro, is this, is this a Seth talk right now? <laughs> did, did everything we thought about Mass Effect Three was wrong? <laughs> I can't wait for the Andromeda review next week. To be honest, <laughs> oh, I don't want to. I don't want to say it, but I've like got the itch to play it just to remember if it was that shit. See, oh, see I was the same. I finished. I finished three. That was my thought too. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, it's a gateway, bro. It's a gateway. <laughs> oh, Should we actually let him start on Mass Effect three? Or no, I don't know. I feel like cheating on EA some more. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, please, please, do not misunderstand. I'll happily glad and shit on EA every day of the week, like. <laughs> I will literally start doing it right now. Um, I just don't think we should, we should on Mass Effect. What about um, Andromeda? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Bioware is responsible for the worst Sonic game. You mean there's a good Sonic game? Um, <laughs> there's some. <laughs> it's very rare. Anyway, anyway, anyway Mass Effect 3. <laughs> the biggest Uno Reverso card. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, <laughs> hey, Mass yeah. Effect. So, <laughs> Ma- Mass Effect 3. Um, so, it picks up about, uh, I think it's 18 months after the events of Mass Effect 2, where you were, where your Commander Shepard had joined up with Cerberus, uh, which is sort of a human terrorist organization, to sort of take down the Collectors because they were harvesting uh, human colonies. Um, you're on Earth, and literally within the first, like, five minutes, like, Earth is under attack by, Reaper, by the Reapers, and it's like, well, you've got to go and assemble an army, big fella. And it's like, no, I want to stay and fight. It's like, no, nope, fuck out of here. So, yeah, then pretty much the adventure begins, and you go off to space, and you've got to get Rami together to fight off the Reapers, and it turns out everybody else is under attack, and it's like, well, why should I give forces to help your home planet? My home planet's on fire as well. So it's like one part... Um, third-person shooter, one-part diplomacy simulator. <laughs> but I, I still really enjoy it. They take over a lot of the choices uh, from number two. Like, uh, not me because I kept all my crew members alive because I was very good. But if you had like killed off crew members, <laughs> don't be humble. It, why would I? I'm not Kendrick Lamar. So at the end of down, Mass Effect, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so at the end of Mass Effect Two, there's like a that the final mission you can like have a bunch of characters like your party members essentially die if you don't make the right choices or you don't do their loyalty missions but in mass effect 3 like if they stay alive they like they hang out with you and like oh hey how you going remember me we went on that suicide mission together it's like cool do you want to do you you want to join my (laughs) squad and they're like no thanks i've got stuff to do it's like oh okay cool i I don't feel like another suicide mission (laughs) nah sorry fam i'm busy yeah yeah yeah. Scene. <laughs> Some people just send you an email. Um, leave them on red. So the gameplay is very, very, it's still a third person cover based shooter in the same vein that Mass Effect 2 was. Uh, the different changes that no matter what class of character you start off with, you can use all weapons. Whereas in Mass Effect 2, it sort of gated you out um, of like certain weapons depending on your class, unless you pick like the soldier class and you had access to all of them. Uh, that does make it quite easy. Like, I'm playing on the Insanity difficulty, and I remember my first playthrough of Mass Effect 3 on Insanity. Like, it was so hard. Um, but now I'm not sure whether it's just because I've gotten better or maybe I just sort of know which weapons to use or I upgrade my weapons properly. It just seems really easy. Like, at the start, I sort of died a bunch, and then I sort of got better weapons, and I just only die when I'm, like, bucking around. So that's, it's pretty good. There's, there's, like a, there's a wide variety of weapons you can use. My favorite is, like, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's like the Faison, um, which oh, you get, yeah. where you get in one of the DLCs and it's literally just a machine gun with 50 bullets. Chuck some incendiary ammo on it. Everyone's on fire. Pew, 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 pew. Um, you can bring squad mates into uh, combat as well. You can use their special abilities. Uh, they're not exactly... Uh, room temperature IQ comes to mind. A lot of them just sort of hang out in cover. But they sort of use... If, you can sort of give them directions of where you want to do if you want to use them as a decoy. They should absorb one bullet before the AI is like, hey, wait a minute, that's not the main character. Um, but at the same time, you're playing on insanity difficulty. It doesn't fall into the common trope of let's just give uh, the enemies a shit ton of health and do a shit ton of damage. It falls into the category. It's like, okay, the... AI is smart and will try to flank you or throw a couple of grenades or will literally just target you. So I, I quite enjoy that. Um, it doesn't really stop me from my, my rampage. Uh, the choices that you've made in like the last two Mass Effects, 
really sort of come through because why as you're fighting the reapers there's like a galactic galactic readiness sort of meter you've got to fill up and a lot of the choices that you've made in mass effect one and two will fill that bar or even decrease it depending on the actions you chose and if you've decided to kill people or survive them i'm finding it i'm still playing as like a renegade shepherd like a, a renegade essentially means i'm literally telling everybody like fuck off and join and like fuck off you got reporters in the face got it <laughs> literally like, <laughs> like unironically yeah yeah um, i know what, <laughs> that's why i said it she, she's what a class? war asset actually no i did i didn't do that i kept diane alders as her name i was like nah you can come on yeah, but you ship. can't punch her you can tell her to like pack your stuff and get off the ship though pretty fast <laughs> yeah. like literally like you're having a conversation with this camera lady on your ship and she's pretty much like Hey, how you going? Can you do an interview? And it's like one option is like, yeah, sure. And the other option is like, pack your stuff and get out. <laughs> get out. Oh <laughs> my it's God. like, ah, okay. Like, um, what, no, what's I'll- even dumber though, it's, it's been a while since I've looked it up, but uh, uh, so Diane Allers, so what Steve was saying about the galactic readiness score, that thing has such a specific breakdown, right? Like uh, your ship, the Normandy, is a war asset as part of the galactic readiness thing. So it has a certain score. I don't remember what any of the scores are, but I do remember that Diane Allers, a single... A single human female that acts as a reporter with a, with an autonomous camera is worth more to galactic readiness than some elite like platoon of soldiers that you can rescue. Yeah, like it, it's it's pretty funny how they sort of calculate the, the galactic it's readiness. Funny. You, you you start making weird things. You start doing weird choices. I remember there was like a weird amount of it that that could be based in units of Diane Allers. It's like, would you rather have five Diane Allers, or I think it might have actually been. 10 Diane Allers or the entire second fleet of humanity or something where it was just, if you just took the points and, com- and compared them, that's the trade-off you have. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of strange as well, just on that galactic readiness point, like in the original Mass Effect 3, there were sort of two ways to get it. You could either get it through gameplay and story choices, or you could get it through multiplayer and playing the multiplayer modes. God, I miss uh, the multiplayer. God, the multiplayer was so good. So fucking good. Um, but, and the Legendary Edition doesn't have the multiplayer. So yeah, biggest we disappointment. Well, Which is second so biggest disappointment after lack of Battle Frontier. <laughs> there is no Battle Frontier. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. They'll bring it out in DLC, but... <laughs> there is no multiplayer in It's too busy so. making Run, Shepard, Run. <laughs> <laughs> run, Shepard, Run. Uh, yeah, so that sort of changes a bit. So, like, I, as I'm achievement hunting, because that's who I am and I'm broken, I have to make sure that I'm, like doing things that will progress the galactic readiness the most, which kind of fits in with being a renegade anyway. Like it literally gets to a point where it's like, hey, uh, can you sort of help me out and I'll dedicate all my fleets to you? And he's like, no, can you just join my shit? I won't help you. Like it's pretty, there are hard choices. There are some black and white things you have to do. And it sort of forces you in that like the, for example, there's like an alien race that's essentially been castrated, the Krogan. And it's like, do you want to sort of save them and cure their genophage? Or do you want to uh, not do that and just sort of like lose all that? And like in that mission, like you have to make some pretty hard choices. Like, oh, do you want this character to die? Or oh, RIP Morden. Still so upset. So what, what, did, what did you do with that? Like, did, so I assume Rex survived into that playthrough, right? Yeah, so Rex survived into that playthrough. So oh, that's rough. So that locks out a couple choices. Yeah, it does. And so uh, because a couple... So the choices you make in Mass Effect 1 to, to uh, 
to keep Rex alive, and then my choice mm-hmm. in Mass Effect Two to ruin that Solari like data. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, I want to say, uh, not Maverick. <laughs> uh, it does start uh, Mavis or something. Yeah, look, it no, Ma- um, Matt Mellon, Ma- Malon, 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 Malon yeah. starter, Malon Wick, Malon Wick. That's his fucking name. Knew we'd get there. Um, and because I like I killed his research, Rex, Rex comments on that like a fair few times of the mission. He's like, "Oh, I don't get you. Like you, you blew up the cloning facility in one, and then but you deleted his research in two. What what, what are you doing here? Why do you really side, help? <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, you said you'd come help me in my fleet if I fix this. Like, I, what do you trying, want, buddy? <laughs> like, if you don't want me to fix it, like I, we can go home. <laughs> but yes. but it, it gets it gets more complicated than that because as soon as bit, yeah. As as soon as Rex like, oh, you want you want to go like cure you you want to go like uncastrate my people, please. And they have four testicles, by the way. So that that's not easy to do. Um, uh, the the head of the alien species that did the castration is like, hey, so if you just want to lie to the big dumb lumbering four testicle jackasses and say that you're gonna cure it, but they're not really, we'll help you out by giving our by giving you our best scientific minds. And so. I, doing the Renegade playthrough, was like, this sounds like it would fuck over an entire species, let's do it. <laughs> but the thing was, because I was Renegade through 1 and 2 as well, I'd already killed Rex, and so uh, there's a split. This is spoiling a 10-year-old game, so apologies, I guess. But uh, there's a split, because Re- Rex is smart. Rex is a smart cookie. So if you lie to him, he eventually just confronts you with a shotgun, and you either have to really, if you've got really high relationship and, uh, I guess, like affinity, either Paragon or Renegade points, you can talk him down. Otherwise, you just get into a shootout with him and you have to kill him. And he's like, bro, you lied to me and you betrayed my people. Prepare to die. Um, but if Rex is already dead, he gets replaced with a dumbass called Reeve who's just so... He's not even room temperature IQ. He's so much lower than that that you can lie to him as I did. And I was expecting a confrontation like Rex. There's none. Reeve has no idea. <laughs> so I ended up... Naturally, I ended up um, lying, lying and saying that I'd save the Krogan, which I didn't. And I got all of the sweet, sweet Solarian scientists. So I just got maximum galactic readiness points and uh, no downside. Yeah, nice. that sounds pretty, that's pretty good. Like it's, I really, I'm really liking it. I like all the, the choices. It feels... Wait, wait, liking? Like so you, you, you finished it though, right? No, I have not. I'm about halfway through, but I have finished it before. Oh, fuck. Okay, um, well. <laughs> well, it, it's sort of like a placeholder. I wasn't planning on... So I was going to get into the, the ending chat. All right, no, we'll, we'll leave no, it up no, another no, time. No, no. I'm liking it so far. All the choices seem like they've got weight um, and they all carry through from what I do, but uh, sort of have to wait until next week. So you haven't done, you haven't done Rannoch then, right? No, I have not done Rannoch. Yeah, cool. I sort of do like how they're like, they're, there's a lot of callbacks. Like yeah, there's always that thing at the start with the Rachni. Um, and it's like, oh, hey, I killed the Rechni Queen in the first one. And it's like, oh, nah, they found a different one. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, all points lead to this yeah, kind of hiccup, regardless of what you do. That that was the funny one, where they just retconned whether or not you killed the Rechni Queen. And they're like, yeah, Rechni's part of the Reaper Force now. Good luck. Yeah. And we, we found another one, I swear, bro. It was a, it was a race <laughs> that was wiped out a thousand years ago, but no, we found another one. It was under we the couch. Under, well, yeah, exactly. We checked yeah, under the couch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> under the fast travel lounge. Oh, true, true. <laughs> I have a question for you on Mass Effect. Yeah, right. Go for it. As Commander Shepard, what was your favorite store on the Citadel? Oh, I fucking Ooh. knew it. Excellent <laughs> question. They, they changed it a bit in um, number three 
like the Citadel becomes a bit more expansive than just like two levels it was in number two. It now two. has a coals. Well, like you can go to like different areas and you, <laughs> uh, you can go like sort of outside into like a, a courtyard sort of area and talk to your crewmates. You can go to a hospital and talk to a couple of other people that are pretty injured or sick or dying. You can even go to a nightclub as well, purgatory, whatever it's There's called. a nightclub in number one that you have to go to for a quest. Yeah, but it's more... Uh, it's kind of just a, a hole in just, the wall though. Yeah, it is a hole it, and it's very fucking dated. Um, like whereas in like the third one, if you go there, there's something different happening there all the time. But yeah, cool. it seems a lot more uh, there's stuff going on. But my favorite store on the Citadel is the the Spectre store because everything is like fucking ridiculously overpriced. Oh, mine was the JC Penny. Oh, you don't even, <laughs> you don't even have a JC Penny in Australia. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. We don't even have pennies in Australia. No, we don't. We don't even have a JC. But yeah, long story short, I'm liking Mass Effect Three so far, or even though I've already played it before. Um, Sweet. Stay tuned. Yeah, no. Um, you won't yeah. believe what he, what he does in the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pulls out my, a fuse, throws it in the air, and you're like, "Wow, which color is it going to be?" My my uh, favorite talking point. Wait a three second, is are, Mass Effect Three um, just a uh, gender reveal party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the 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 reveal is for the end of the galaxy, though, so it's it's got pretty high. St- like I, I've seen the ones that start forest fires in America. <laughs> yeah, same same. <laughs> this is kind of similar. It starts a forest fire in the galaxy, so. I guess, you know, little column A, little column B. Only you but, can prevent forest fires. Yeah, it's true. I, Commander Shepard. Can, can prevent the ending of Mass Effect 3. Or, or bring not it playing. Only yes. you can prevent Andromeda. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, uh, when you do finish it, begin to talk. Um, Rannoch, I really like. Citadel DLC, I really like. The ending, for all its faults, I think is still interesting to talk about at least. But yeah, Rannoch, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Rannoch guy. Um, uh, and also, um, I think you're a Patrick guy. A Ewan guy. <laughs> sorry, <come on. laughs> I'm sorry. Was there like a second? Like you said that, and I was expecting something funny, and then you laughed. It was like, okay, he's got to follow up. It's gonna, it'll, it'll get <laughs> funny in a sec. Just trust me. And then nothing. Okay, that's fine. We'll just move on. That's cool. Uh, right. Thank you for that, Steve. Next up, why don't we talk about how all of us are dead? Okay, yeah, I'm Both. I'm good to talk about that. So, um, uh, All of Us Are Dead is a Korean zombie show that's over on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, this was a pretty interesting show to start off with. So, so it begins with um uh, showing this kid getting bullied on the top of a building, and uh, um as he's getting bullied, uh, uh, more and more things start going like a little weird. Like he starts getting a bit feral. Um, and attacking back at uh, the people bullying him. And uh, as he's trying to attack them, he uh, gets knocked off the building and, like, just falls off the side of it, smacking everything along the way, breaking every bone, and he lives somehow. <laughs> and that's that's when we start getting to a reveal of, um, oh, this, this kid's weird, something's wrong with him. And uh, <laughs> that was the moment. Yeah, that was when the he moment. walked away from dropping off a building. People were like, man, that kid, that kid, there's something up with that kid. The, the other kids don't know about that. Uh, they they see him on the floor and they start freaking out. And then we see him like the next day and he's fine with his dad. But um, uh, well, All these not, bones I, are healed. Actually, no, 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 no. Um, he he's in a hospital <laughs> and his dad goes into the hospital and. The kid's alive, and that's he, he starts freaking out again. Like his bro- bones are cracking, he's trying to get at his dad, and that's when you realize, oh, he's a zombie. He's trying to eat flesh and everything again. 
and his dad's kind of like, uh, his dad frees him and hides him in a bag to try and take him back home because uh, that's when we find out that the dad is the one that made the zombie virus and used his kid as kind of a test subject. <laughs> um, that's, it, that, that's like Full Metal Alchemist levels of- That's of, what I was uh, thinking, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Full Metal Alchemist and Danny Phantom, but I was like, wait, Danny Phantom, they didn't do that deliberately. <laughs> yeah, no, he, <laughs> they forgot to turn on the machine and they left the <laughs> on switch inside. Um, no, uh, so- Full Metal Alchemist. Like what? One of the scenes most most revered for that one scene, or Danny Phantom. <laughs> I am a man Danny of Phantom, duality. What can the, I say? The hit protagonist of the Smash Killer, Nick Allstar Brawl. <laughs> it's even in Nick Allstar Brawl. He is. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I guess I'll just spoil little bits of this show. Um. It, it's it, it's revealed pretty early on that. Um, he turned his kid into a, into a zombie because it's like his kid's always getting bullied. He never fights back or anything. So he's like doing gene splicing experiments. <laughs> he's basically dead. So he may as well make him dead. <laughs> no, he's doing gene splicing. <laughs> long for the hard world of corporate capitalism. <laughs> he, he's, um, he's trying to bring out the animalistic natures of uh, our people. And so he's using his kid as oh, like- yes, by fusing it with the dog. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I, actually, the thing that we see um, uh, spread the virus is a rat. Oh, um, it's a bubonic plague. Yes. Um, so it, he's, uh, he's doing this because he wants his kid to, like, grow a pair and start fighting back because no one else is helping him. He, he can't help his uh, kid himself besides, like, injecting him with uh, um, uh, this virus at all. What? Like, <laughs> is that the two steps? Oh, I can't help. I'm not going to go to the teachers. I'm not going to go to the kids. The teachers don't give a shit. I'm just, I'm just the teachers inject. absolutely do not give a shit. They show multiple times that the teachers know about it and they just brush it under the under the rug. They, is, they're just like, yeah, okay. Well, you're getting bullied. They do be you like that. <laughs> you're getting bullied. You must have done something to deserve the bullying. It's Stop being weird. Teachers, yes. Yeah, that that's literally how they handle the situation. It's it's really fucked up. Yeah. So he uh um. Uh, He's got the rat in, that's uh, carrying the virus in the school, and one of the girls that was um, bullying the son at the beginning, she goes into the lab, um, sees the cage with the rat, plays with it a little bit, and then it bites her, and that nom, starts nom, nom. <laughs> that starts the entire plague going around everywhere. Um, she's taken to the nurse's office because she's starting to like uh, collapse and over uh, like get a fever and everything. She bites a nurse, um, and then is taken to the hospital. Bad call for the hospital, by the way, because that's uh, that's what gets the outbreak outside of the school. Um, they, and they then didn't know it was an outbreak. To be fair, they just assumed it was a kid that bit a, a bit an adult. That's it. Yeah. Um. Uh. And after she gets taken to the hospital, um, that's when the uh, nurse starts turning, and then she starts attacking students, and then it starts this huge outbreak going everywhere. Um, there's, we start following a few students that are, like, survivors. We see some other kids that were getting bullied. Uh, one girl- oh my god, it's always bullying. Yeah, yeah, it's- Being bullied by zombies, they're throwing their head around. The, this show does a lot of, um, uh, social commentary on, like, how Korean schools handle bullying and uh, social outcasts and stuff. Um, there's this one girl in the, in the show called Yujin, I think? Um, uh, I, I'm going to butcher some of the names. I'm sorry. Um, she she's getting sexually harassed and bullied. Um, so she's about to jump off the roof of the school, and uh, the one kid that's like got a crush on her goes up there, tries to talk her out of it, and before she jumps, that's when 
a bunch of zombies start jumping out windows trying to attack people outside. So those two stay stuck up on the roof for a little while. Um, and then we follow a bunch of other characters. Um, there's it, uh, I'll get into some of the names when they're important later. Um, and yeah, it's like, it starts off as like a group of 10 students all, uh, stuck together trying to make things work. And one of the bullies, uh, Guinam, uh, the absolute shittiest character in this show. Um, I hate him so much. I, I wanted, I wanted so many bad things to happen to him and it did. And then it, he continued to live afterwards, and and that really annoyed me. Um, and yeah, um, Green Arm's kind of like hiding in the cafeteria, and he's using other people as bait so he can keep going and getting further into the school to try and avoid things. And um, there's these this character Chung Sun. He's the um he's the main character of the show. He's uh, he's going to the library and runs into Green Arm there. Um, he. He headed to the library because he was trying to get a mobile phone so that they could call emergency services and see what's going on to the outside. Um, those two characters get into a fight. Um, Chong Sun throws him off the top of a bookshelf into a pile of zombies so that Green Arm gets eaten and dies there and using him as a distraction goes out and saves himself. And that's when we find out that some characters uh, are becoming asymptomatic to the virus. So they've got all the... Um, positives of being a zombie, but they're in like full human control of themselves. Okay, so uh, <laughs> give me the breakdown of what the positives are, because it sounds like the only positive die. that I've heard so far is that I don't get bullied. <laughs> you don't die, basically. No. Right, so not getting bullied is still kind of a higher positive than that, right? I mean, that's yeah, he, he he was one of the bullies, so he he kind of like lucked out. He, he had the positive of being the bully, eaten. and also. What was that? Is he if he's if he got eaten? Not like eaten, he, eaten, but like a bunch of bites into him. So does he have like flesh missing? Yeah, little bits of flesh missing, like a little chunk huh. in his arms and neck. And the zombies and, just they're, they're done. With and him. he's they missing a knife. A, a lot, a big part of um his uh, his quest after being zombified is that he's out to kill Chong Sun because Chong Sun uh hit him in the eye with a phone and it like. Smack, smashed it out, like crushed its eye, and now he right. wants to take Chong Sun's eye out and then kill him. <laughs> That's right. a bit rough. Like, I mean, he only lost an, an eye, eye right? For an like, eye. Yeah, but yeah, an eye for an eye would be that he just takes the eye out. But it sounds like he wants to take things a little bit too far. To I mean, he was thrown into a blind. He, he was thrown into a group of zombies, so he, he 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 basically died himself. So he's going to do the same thing. He's going to take Chong Sun's eye and then throw him into a pit of zombies to watch him die is, like, what his revenge quest is all about. Um, there's also other little things that are in there, like, um, commentary on, uh, wealth disparity. Like, there's, um, this one character that's set on welfare. Are there some zombies in stick houses? <laughs> no, uh, yes. Kind of. <laughs> Wait, we'll get there. <laughs> um, there's this one character, um, let me get his name. Sorry, it's slipping me at the moment. Um, uh, Gyeong Su, Han Gyeong Su, he's a, um, he's on welfare and he's in this, um, at, I guess it's supposed to be a high class school. And there's another character, Na Yeon, who is a richer kid. And she, she absolutely despises it, that Gyeong Su is in the school because he's on welfare. She's rich. She doesn't, she thinks he's beneath her. And that's when Classic. we're, <laughs> we're, that's when we're also getting to like the sort of, um, uh, 
social commentary on wealth and also little bits of showing how shitty people in this situation are going to be. Like, she hates him so much, she actually just um, goes and uh, gets him infected because... Um, <laughs> Because that that's just how much she wants him out of the group. She um she uh he he's uh, he's under suspicion because it looks like he has um uh, he his nose started bleeding and that's one of the early symptom signs of your being uh, turning into a zombie. But it's literally because he hit and he hit a he smacked a zombie with something, got his face hit by a broom, and he's just started bleeding out of that. But because um his nose is bleeding, they're under suspicion for him. They're like. Go go into this locked room. Stay in there for a couple of minutes. Um, and if you start turning, that's how we know that you were bitten because it turning takes. If you start turning, then that's how we know he'll be in a locked room, so he can't get them if he's in there. That's that's the kind of the situation. Um, no, I know. I just I just like like the calculus of like, alright, we're gonna lock him in a room, and if he turns into a zombie, we'll know that he turned into a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be safe. He'll be out of the way, sort of thing. And it takes about five minutes for someone to turn into a zombie after they've been bitten. Um, he it's really quick turnarounds. It is, yeah. Um, it, but he's like, fine, fuck it. I'll stay in there for like a full hour. Like he's being very um difficult about it. Um, so about <laughs> now he won't come out. <laughs> at about the half hour point, a bunch of the students and one of the teachers that are with them. Is like, look, go go in there, apologize like to Nayon. They're like, look, go in there, apologize to him, um, get him out of there for us. And she goes in there. She's um like talking to him a little bit, but instead of um apologizing, she starts antagonizing him some more. Um, <laughs> and that that situation of where they're one on one by themselves is how she gets him infected. I won't say how. Um, it's pretty obvious when it happens though. Um, but yeah. Um, I start making out. Nah, nah, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, so uh, that that was like still in the early parts where I was like, it's showing all like the worst parts of um humanity and the zombie virus like taking over. And I I was really interested in seeing like how all these shitty people are handling the situation and how they're all turning on each other, like just not letting go of their personal grievances and being their own downfall. So it's like Squid Game, but without the cash prize. Yeah, exactly. I, I'll need to get to Squid Game eventually as well. Uh, oh, Nayon, so Nayon's actress is actually from um, Squid Game as well. Um, okay, I just pulled that out of my ass, but now I sound way smarter. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's around... It, it was doing really well for me until around the second last episode where going into a little bit of a full spoiler is... um. Guinam just gets every, gets the whole world for himself in this episode. Um, characters are making really stupid mistakes. Like, um, he finds that one of the um, uh, someone from like this the big group is by himself, and he he like he he's like, look, tell I, I can smell Chong Sun on you. Tell me where he is. And uh, this guy he doesn't know the other people by name, so um, he's like, I don't know a Chong Sun. Blah blah blah. Um. Uh, and so Guinam bites him, like, and's like no, starts, no, 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 no. starts a zombification process on this dude. And uh, as he's as the guy's starting to turn, that's when he rats out to the rest of the group, telling telling Guinam where they went. And I'm like, you're turning. It's already too late, bro. Yeah, you you've been yeah. bitten. You're turning. Why are you ratting these people? Why are you ratting out your friends to this guy? I was some so kind of dignity, bro. Yeah. So th 
the 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 guy that bit him is the is the one eye guy, right? Yeah, yeah. How I don't know if you guys have ever tried to close one eye and then bite anything, but you lose so much depth perception. How do you get bitten by that? Yeah, um, it's more that no one's because he's because he's not like showing signs of uh, zombification. People just kind of trust him because he's like talking like a human, acting like a no, human. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the the the, the so, wrong side, Seth. I'm saying, uh, if I had one eye and I wanted to bite you, it would take me multiple attempts because my depth perception is pretty good, I think, with two eyes. But as soon as it's down to one eye, pff, I don't know. Yeah, you I I, I just chalked it up to <laughs> I just I just chalked it up to uh, movie logic doesn't need to make that much sense it's just like when the characters start making stupid decisions it's where i'm like i don't know i only really get invested in zombie films when they're perfectly accurate yeah that, that sounds like a you problem <laughs> all i'm saying is if world war z doesn't turn into a documentary in the next five years i'll be very disappointed what if it's the t-virus what where the, everyone goes a- around t-posing according to resident evil <laughs> uh, <laughs> according to resident evil netflix uh, uh, the t-virus isn't as bad as covid <laughs> <sighs> I heard that show was terrible. I have thought. also heard that show was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the show was much worse than COVID. <laughs> yeah. You can watch it if you lose your taste from COVID, but... <laughs> but yeah, after that, uh, it just spirals into Guinam, like, eventually tracking down the big group and getting getting his uh, one-on-one fight with Chong Sun that he wanted, and... <laughs> and then he loses horribly and dies. Both of both of them lose horribly and die. Oh, okay. Well, that's so half right. One, one season show only, then. No, they've um uh, they've uh, confirmed that a second season is coming because it was a big extended cast. Um, oh. uh, Chong Sun being like the main character for most of the season doesn't matter too much because they've got other characters they can lean towards, and uh, they end on a cliffhanger of like um one of the asymptomatic uh characters is still alive and she's she's found more asymptomatic uh, people and like they've been they've been living on their own for like three months i think it was four months yeah four months they, they've they been living for four months um at learning how to live with the virus and try to like overcome it like the the urge to eat people so they might they might <laughs> lean into that um at that part of the story as well for a season two so you're just describing the uh precursor series to tokyo ghoul is that is that what i'm hearing oh good show. possibly good, that was a very good well actually it was a good show and then, yeah, uh, and, then, and then the second one died, oh, didn't yeah. it? God, it was fucking awful. Oh, it was so bad. Tokyo Ghoul is the only is the only thing that I actually have the manga books for. Okay, ah, interesting. Hmm. It was like one of the first, like I, uh, it was one of the first ones that, like, about, like it was my couple of flatmates at the time actually were like, um, you know, like we're, they were rewatch, re- I think it was rewatching it at the time, and I saw bits of it. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. And then I went and <laughs> was it the torture like, bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, the actually, the manga is so different, but like it's, it is, yeah, it goes forever as well. It was, uh, it, it was the the uh church showdown. Uh, I don't remember oh, yeah. any of the people's names with like um the girl that's like Raven from Teen Titans. God, that comparison, <laughs> and and the really dapper bad guy, and they have that super showdown in the cathedral. I think. It's been ages. It's been it's it's actually just been so many years since I since I've seen it. But damn, what a show though. But no, that, that's that's cool. Um, uh, so uh, it sounds like uh, all the rest of us dead does the thing where like pretty early on it sets up 
uh, this is what we want the show to do, and it's just about how we get to that end point in the show, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, pretty pretty much, yeah. It, it um it meanders a little bit. Um, once they start moving the story along, they instantly halt it. Sometimes, um, like mm. every time they move out of a location, they're instantly trapped in another location, and you spend yeah, like an right. episode figuring out figuring out how to get out of that. Yeah, it it could have used a little less episodes, like really tightened up the um at the overall show a little bit more. Um, but so this, over- is, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a weird comp to make. But has anyone seen Daybreak? I, I was going yes. to. I was. I have not. Isn't I, that Monster Hunter? No, I was. Uh, I was going Fuck's to. Sake. I was going to watch <laughs> that, but then um, it. This is something that I was watching with Trinity. Um, and she's already seen Daybreak. She's actually really pissed at that's not getting a second season. Um, oh, is it not? Is that's it very not? Netflix of it. Yeah, no, apparently they canned the second season. It was a pretty good show, oh. actually. Yeah. But yeah, that, well, you, that, you, you just I like it because there's multiple on, Joshes. I might watch that on my own at some point. Because oh, um, that, that sounded and, and like that, it was a really good show. It was like yeah, Mad well, and, Max mixed with zombies. Yeah, it was. It was mixed <laughs> with like Children of the Corn. I, I really liked what they did. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. In, in that case, because I was going to make a comment about the last episode of the season, but I'm not going to do that if you're going to watch it. Uh, I know it ends on a cliffhanger. The main character's name is Josh, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but there's also, there's like that one scene, like halfway through the show where they're trying to figure out which Josh they're talking about. Like, Josh with the big truck? No, Josh with the little truck. <laughs> so I guess, <laughs> literally so I guess my question life. is, Josh, Josh, what, what, what size truck do you, uh, are you? <laughs> Am I? Am I in the Cars universe now? <laughs> um, All I'm saying is if you had to be a big truck or a little truck, what, what size truck would you be? Um, I tell people that it's a big truck, but it's really a little truck. <laughs> I like trucking and I like- it's a, it's a little truck when it's cold. I, I, I feel you. <laughs> when it gets cold, it shrivels into a Miata. <laughs> Does it still wink? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, cursed. <laughs> absolutely cursed. Um, I, I would recommend watching Daybreak. Um, I think- if you watch if you watch two episodes, you'll know very quickly if you're like the rest of the show or not. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, yeah, so j- just to just to wrap up, um, yeah. Ov- overall, I think all of the all of us are dead. It's pretty good. Um, I only just kind of kind of badly spoiled um at, like one storyline in it. There's there's a lot of other storylines going on, like what's happened with the father in it. Um, there's a detective going around trying to help people. Did he get his, did he get his alchemy license revoked? Um, <laughs> maybe. Detective going around trying to help people. Oh, Rick Grimes. Um, there, there's a firefighter that his daughter is trapped in the school, so he's trying to go from a safe place to go back to the school to try and help her. Um, there's, there's some stuff about politicians in there and how they're handling the situation as well as the military. So there's a lot of stuff I didn't talk about in a show that if... If it sounds like a show that you'd be into, um, go ahead and watch it. I, I think overall I enjoyed it. It's just that second last episode was kind of a bummer to me because the one character I hated got the world handed to him on a silver platter. All right, cool. Uh, gotta ask, what would you give it out of 10? Probably a seven. But it would have been higher if it wasn't for Gwynam getting everything he wanted. Fair enough. Uh, cool. Thank you for that, stuff. And finally, uh, on the list for online this week, Final Fantasy, the seventh remake. So this is the seventh remake of Final Fantasy 1. Is that, is that how I'm, I'm reading that right, aren't I? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Not not to be confused with the other remake of Final Fantasy one that came out this year, Stranger, Stranger of Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. No, th th this one was good. <laughs> yeah, th this one's Got good. Him. While this one is good, while Stranger of Paradise is goated. <laughs> okay, good, good, good recovery. Good recovery. Uh, balls back in Josh's court. I've got, I've got nothing. <laughs> no, no competing jo jo with the best baby. <laughs> one love. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was <laughs> all right, and Seth to Seth. Now, um, uh, I was, I was going to jump in with, uh, uh, you've got nothing. Just like your thoughts on Stranger Paradise, I guess. Um, but no, right. So Final Fantasy VII remake. Obviously, this is the the seventh Final Fantasy re remade, not not the first one. We alluded to it seventh last week. Seventh Final and... Fantasy remade after the remaster, but it's only the first disc of that game. It's not even the first, first disc, disc of that game. It's the first yeah. three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was probably a little bit longer. I like than three how, hours. It's like uh, yeah, four it's or like, five. Yeah. Every time we talk about it, we say less and less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first ten hours of the game. It's the first five hours of the game. It's the first two. It's, it's the first. It's the first game director's mixtape of a of, of of the first hour of content. It's, it's the opening cutscene. <laughs> it's it's the it's the Squeenix logo when you boot it. It's a, it, somehow they turned a title screen into a thirty-hour story. We're making it sound like the MCU at this point. Yeah, I'm getting confused. I'll be honest with you. And I played the original Final Fantasy VII, which is a very good game. Did you play the remaster? Uh, or the imagine original, imagine original? playing the original when there's a perfectly good remaster to play. The remake isn't on Xbox, so of course he didn't play it. He's right. So you played the remaster? Okay. No, I have not played the remaster. <laughs> what? No, no, no. The remaster is the one that came out to Xbox. There, there, was, a, there was a remaster. And then oh, there was there's the a re original. Sorry, remaster, PS1. remake. It's the same word in my vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the upgraded version that has a fast forward button. Yes. The one, the one that runs in at least 1080p. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's good. I liked it. So this is what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, no, let's uh, talk about the original Final Fantasy VII remake. Mad Final Fantasy talking about the, uh, We're talking about the first four hours of that game. Keep well, up. I, I, thought, I thought we were talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake and the Final Fantasy VII remaster, which is basically just Final Fantasy XIV, right? Because 7 plus 7 equals oh 14. God, no. no, 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 no. It does no, have the Golden Saucer. No. It does have the Golden Saucer and Chocobo Racing. Ah, uh, 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 the remake does not have the Golden Saucer. No, but it, uh, but just the remake, uh, the old Pat one or the Patrick, older one. Patrick mentioned the, Patrick re mentioned a remaster, and that has the golden saucer. Can we start now? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so, uh, no, like, we haven't started talking about Final Fantasy VII, right? <laughs> no, not yet. We've we've just been running in circles, making bad jokes. Right, right. Okay, cool. so, anyway, so that's the same as chick, and all she's of in the Italian Senate. <laughs> oh God! Wow, that was a good one. <laughs> Definitely I, I know, I know Tifa's, Tifa's earned my vote after that. Uh, <laughs> See, the sad uh -huh. part is, I, I, I'm, suppressing every I'm suppressing every urge to say, don't believe me, look up Tifa Italian Senate. <laughs> uh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to, in which case there's probably direct links to the video somewhere on Twitter. <laughs> I'll put it in the description. <laughs> Please don't. Aye, Actually, Seth, Seth, just, just play it during the video portion of this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well the good news is if we if we continue derailing this conversation for a further three minutes it'll be seven minutes until we can talk about final fantasy 7 seven seconds until the end josh no stop this we're starting we're talking about this okay so yeah start us off seth How, wait why me this is your week what no I this is your week as well you're still on your week oh uh, no, because you 
I, I just replayed the game on hard mode, so I was going to let you lead off since this is like your first experience and run through of the game. So take it away. Okay. Um, oh my god, I can't believe Josh is literally album of the week in you with Final Fantasy VII. I know, right? <laughs> album of the week in you. Wow, that's weak. Um, <laughs> so Final that's Fantasy idea, VII remake. Can I start now? <laughs> no. Okay, so- come, come, come on, Steve. We'll go, we'll go make our own chat and talk about something else. <laughs> Mass Effect 3, all right, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. See you guys right. in seven minutes. <laughs> that will be fun to edit. <laughs> two different conversations happening at the same time in two different channels. Not my job, big fella. Not my job. Anyway, so, sorry, so, Josh. So, so, Final so Fantasy 7. The, the trick is Mass Effect 3 in the left ear, Final Fantasy 7 in the right ear. I mean, so yes. That's, that's a 10 total then. Wow, 3D audio. I just mean it'll be fun to edit it. <laughs> You're going to have to mix it into a stereo track now. Oh, no. Mix it. What um, are we, bacon? Sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> okay, so as we said, Final Fantasy's remake is the first like four to between three and six hours of the original game, which was then remastered uh, and is now being remade from the from the ground up. The um, entirety of the Midgar section of the game. Exactly. Yeah. So it just literally takes you through everything that you do in Midgar, adds a whole bunch of things that never happened in the original in, um, and sort of spices up and mix things around a little bit to the, to the point where they introduced Sephiroth, which wasn't introduced at that point of the game, which to be fair, it was the first like four hours of the game. So you don't really start by showing off the final boss, who in this one is basically the boyfriend of Cloud. Yeah, they, um, they <laughs> allude to his existence in the, in the first game. Uh, I don't think they even really mention him until you're in the Shinra building. And that's when they do, like, the big reveal of Sephiroth's sword in the back of um, President Shinra after he's been murdered. Yeah, but you don't see Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you don't see it's him just the himself. Sword. You just hear about him and then you're like, oh, shit, that's Sephiroth's sword. He's supposed to be dead. <laughs> Why is the sword twice as tall as him? <laughs> Why is his music people, so dope? So you can cut people five miles away. Masa, Masamune, right? The name of the sword? Yep. Hey. You, you ever? Um, he, he's literally doing the "I'm gonna hit you with a ten foot pole" meme. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. However, <laughs> a ten foot sword. Now <laughs> you're speaking my language. Um, Please excuse uh, me while I dislocate my shoulder to unsheath it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a specific cutscene in the remake where basically Cloud has to take off his sword to sit down on the little benches that they use as like healing stations and save points. Um, the idea of Sephiroth trying to do that is hilarious to me. <laughs> there's also a cutscene in the game where uh, Cloud sees a vision of Sephiroth, goes to slash at it, and just hits the top of a doorframe and eats shit. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. <laughs> um, I don't really know... How to, how to take the game, uh, how to explain the game. But for anyone that hasn't played or seen it, um, it is basically the, the original, but taken more of like an action RPG approach. Um, you basically have your attack buttons. You, you still have your quote-unquote commands that you do. Uh, you just basically kind of slow down time to the point where it's basically paused to then execute them, and then you can do combos from there. Yeah, um, most you of your main a... attacks are basically used just to drive up the ATB gauge so you can do bigger damage with all your commands. Pretty much, yeah. You still have a limit gauge, um, but in this one, it, rather than building it up slowly over a whole bunch of different battles or whatever and using it for one big one, you use it for that battle, um, and if you don't use it, then it fades away once that, that battle completes. So you have like way more of a reason to actually use the limit breaks now, which I actually think is a good thing. 
Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of items in the game, like, once you get into the later game that's uh, specifically built around charging it up even faster, so you can pull off multiple per battle, like, big battle. Mm. And there's obviously new ones added, like, um, what was it called? Like, re- Recast or something? Refocus. Re- refocus. It basically adds more to your ATB gauge, so you can do more things more fancy. Um, they they swapped a couple of things around in ch- in terms of like summons and stuff like that. So uh, I I don't really know how it was in the original game, but from my understanding, you didn't have summons for the first like half of the game, and then you kind of just used them only for bosses. Is that right? Uh so no. S- no summons summons were introduced around the same time. I think I think you get the Ifrit material around the same point. The thing is, is that they take up a material slot in the original game, so a lot of people would either use them as like a big magic attack or they just not use them at all because they took up a slot that could have been better used for like a cure or something uh, instead. But in this remake, they have their own dedicated material slot per character. Yeah, which is quite good. Um, And there's, there's enough summons that you can obviously share that around, which is good. Um, you, you can also only in this one do summons basically when the game decides that you can. So there are certain fights where you can use it and fights where you just can't. Um, yeah, like, it's based on a really fine logic on it. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. That, that would make sense. Um, yeah, that's basically all I really have to say on the changes. Do you, do you have anything to add, Seth? Story-wise changes? Um, this isn't just a straight remake of the original game, like... The name remake is being, like, very literal in that they're remaking Final Fantasy VII. Like, this is taking the end of Evangelion <coughs> movies approach where they're hitting a lot of similar story beats at around the same time. But there's a lot happening on, like, underneath uh, that's, like, changing a lot of things until they hit, like, this crescending point of, like, no, this is just going to flat out make a diverging path of the original story now and everything is changing. I need to watch those Neon Genesis movies. Um, I, as well, I just know about them. Oh, I, I need to right watch then. them. I've watched the anime. Uh, I haven't watched yeah. the movies yet. Yeah, no, the, the movies are, are also similar to this remake. Yeah, so I, I think it was really good. I think... It, so I... I don't know. I like... I really like turn-based combat games, like, a lot. Um, so to take that away to me was a bit upsetting, but I think they did a good enough job in this to justify it being this way. And I understand the appeal of it being more people would prefer this type of combat. So it's basically, it's all like, cause I, I played the demo fucking like 2019 when it came out and it definitely, cause you can't, there is like a, a turn based mode you can sort of set it to, but yeah, all it does is sort of like, pause, yeah, it pauses the combat and it's like, well, be an action game will be a turn based. So you can't obviously do both. Yeah, this uh, is trying to do a blend of both, like, in this one battle system. So you're doing the obvious, like, action RPG, like, get engaged with the fights, do dodge rolls, do blocks when you can. Um, and as all of those are serving to fill up the ATB bar, which is more of, like, the turn-based kind of approach. And you've got, you've got to be aware of when you're using that bar as well, because uh, you could, like, charge... Uh, throw off a magic attack, but um, it, you can be hit out of the magic attack. It'll deplete your MP for starting to charge, but because you got hit out of it, it won't follow through, and that'll just be a waste of bar and MP, um, it, which is very punishing and also like trying to keep you like still in that action mindset of being aware of your surroundings and what you're doing. 
Mm, there is, as Stephen said, quite literally two modes though, where there is the uh, the action RPG approach, and the second one, um, which I think you're talking about, Stephen, is what they call like the classic mode, and quite literally it does uh, the action RPG stuff on autopilot, and you just sit there and choose commands. Yeah, uh, which, oh. uh, that's the mode that I tried to start with, and the moment it explained exactly what it is, I'm like. No, I hate this. Yeah, no, it's not so a good, I it's not a good it back a, immediately. It, it's not a good approach. No, I was like, I want a turn-based yeah, sounds- approach. So I looked at it and it was like, oh, there's still action RPG. It's just done automatically. And I'm like, no, like, there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah, that sounds... Uh, Shithouse, yeah. It literally seemed like you're trying to get the best of both worlds, so you get nothing. I think they were just trying to appease the people that like me that would have been like, re not turn-based game. Yeah, but uh, not everything has to be a turn-based game. No. Isn't everything a turn-based game when you really think about yeah, it? It's, been, really a, distill it's it? been a very long time since Square Enix has done a AAA turn-based game, and it would be nice for them to do that again. Like would all be. their efforts have been be in good. like at at most double A, with, with like Octopath like Traveler or um, World of Wild Fantasy, which is a game I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, I will say about the combat that some of the characters are just bland as fuck. Like, Barrett, Barrett was so boring. I, I, I loved Barrett as a character, but his combat style was boring as batshit. Yeah, Barrett, Barrett's, uh, Barrett's very plain. I also find Aerith to be a bit bland. She, Aerith she's was got, a bit she's bland, got a bit going she on had some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, she has a lot of cool stuff going on underneath the hood, but it's a lot of um, support stuff and, like, making... Underneath the hood. What is she, a car? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think she gets more fun as you start... Di- giving her more MP to play around with so she can do yeah. like her double casting and everything much more frequently. Yeah, so she she was she was okay. Like she was like pretty much like middle of the pack for me. Um Barrett was the worst. Cloud was probably the second worst for me. I really didn't like him. Um and top was Yuffie and Tiva. Like they were so much fun. I I actually so much fun. I actually I think that like Cloud's the third for me because um it's it's Yuffie at top now. Then Tifa, then Cloud. I I like Cloud's uh, Jack of All Trades approach. He does a lot of things really well, and a lot of his abilities are really fun to use. Yeah, I thought Aerith was a bit more fun than Cloud, but yeah, de- definitely Yuffie, then Tifa for me, and then then probably Aerith, then Cloud, and then Barrett. So yeah, basically and- the same as you, just swapping around Cloud. Yeah, and um, Yuffie. Oh my God, they did. So Yuffie was introduced with the DLC for that came to um the PS5 version of the game. And uh, because of that, they they put in like a 60 FPS mode, which means that they're also doing things to make this more of an like leaning more towards an action game, where they've decided to give her a uh, a perfect uh, block a perfect block parry system, and that's done so much to improve the battle system for me. Like giving giving a block that actually completely negates actually damage. Blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like the block originally was just to turn damage into chip damage. This just completely negates things. And some of her weapons like give her bonuses. Like one of them, I think, it gives her regen if she does a perfect block. Another gives her uh, barrier and mana wall. Uh, they're, they're just a lot of fun to play with. And all of her abilities are great. Yeah, she's very fun. Um, I noticed that when you were playing, because I was watching you play on, the, um, on your stream that you are doing. And I like I was very up and in your face constantly. You were a bit more sort of taking back in the magic approach, but she was being able to play around like constantly. That was also because I was playing the game on hard mode. You were also playing on hard, yeah. Where uh, dying is very easy in hard mode, so I was like being cautious, and then you're like skill issue. And Yuffie's glass cannon is fucked to start with. (laughs) Yeah, but then uh, you, you mentioned that, and I was like, 
wait a second. This battle I'm in is on normal mode, and that's when I flip the switch and just start going in on all the enemies straight away. Yeah, so much fun. And then you, you finish that fight in like the next 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was very good. Um, shit, like the DLC, I don't think it was worth whatever they wanted you to pay for it. I think it was, it was like 25. Short. Yeah, I don't think that's worth that. That's like, I've already that's like gotten half like, of what I pay for most games. And I've already like gotten like 10 hours. hours into it. I haven't even finished all the content yet, so I think $25 was worth it. Nah, you're doing side piece games that they programmed in, like Gwent. <laughs> and it's like, nah, zero out of ten. What the fuck are you talking about? Gwent is a. B- oh. They they've also added a few extra uh special boss fights. One of them for the main game, so I get to load back into a save file with Cloud, uh, Tifa, Aerith, and Barrett, and try to take on. Uh, they they show him in the in the cutscenes. Weiss the Immaculate, the guy that's sitting in the throne, and they're trying to copy his VR data. Um, they they um, actually do that, and uh, you can do a fight against him in VR. Okay. Oh, well, VR. I know someone that got VR. It's great. B Sabers, 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. I wasn't talking to you. Well. But yeah, um, a, some of the story stuff they do in the, the UV DLC is kind of weird because they're introducing uh, Dirge of Cerberus characters really early into the story now. Um, Nero and Much Weez. to one of our mutual friends, like, anger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think anger's a strong enough word. Wait, is Dirge of Cerber- Cerberus the Battle Royale one? I no, Dirge of Cerberus is the game about Vincent that was on the PS2 oh, years yes, ago. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, that's the Vincent. The, like, the third-person shooter they made. Yeah. Which, those characters aren't meant to be introduced for, like, years in this, uh, yeah. in this oh, timeline. Wow. Um, and just, uh, just suddenly they're like, oh, here's, um, here's a Yuffie DLC where... She's doing stuff while the um uh, the bombing of Midgar is hap uh, the the plate drop Dropping of Sector plate, Seven yeah. is happening, and uh, um she she's uh, already meeting the deep ground characters and uh, having her own little adventure where she one of her uh, partners um dies because of deep ground. Mm. Yeah, that was I, interesting. I I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that Sonon dies because. In the original whoa, game, so hey, not isn't around. Whoa, don't need to play yeah. this game. He doesn't exist, so he, he doesn't exist in like the original timeline at all. So it's like, oh hey, there's this character that doesn't exist. He's gonna die. Okay, that was literally my reaction. I was like, he wasn't in the original game. Oh, he's gonna die. <laughs> um, I really like as well the, that I do like you, a lot of the characters uh, they added in this um DLC though. Like the this main branch of Avalanche is uh, yeah, pretty that's cute. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, I, it's interesting that they have them like join with the main branch of Avalanche very temporarily for her part of this little story. And then they're talking about like, hey, I think we should team up with the other guys. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, that's cool. It, because they're from Wusai, they're um, been at war with Midgar for a while and like their outlook on uh, how to handle the situation is more extreme. So like, yeah, this main branch of Avalanche isn't extreme enough for us. What the other guys are doing sounds more up our alley. Yeah, literally bombing the reactors. Yeah, no, nah, we're down. Um, also... Very quickly before we move on, Yuffie's uh, main outfit reveal, 10 out of 10. My, my last thing before we move on is that I love that this game has an actual 10 out of 10 white woman moment. In which moment? Uh, it's when um, Yuffie and Sonon are on the elevator. They have to hold it oh, so that Scarlet yes. can get in. <laughs> Scarlet takes one look at Yuffie and instantly starts <laughs> shit talking Wutai. Like, she can smell the foreigner on her. She even uses... She even flat out calls her a foreigner <laughs> to her yeah. face. It's it's like straight up middle middle aged woman white woman moment. She's like literally the whitest person in the entire game. 
I can't wait for this game to come to Game Pass. Oh, you're with your fellas. But in like 10 years' time after they said they have all three of them. Yeah, I was about to say, when they released the trilogy. (laughs) Once the entire trilogy is released and has been out on PlayStation for like two years. I I can't wait for this one. So there's been this, the original game, then the Integrate remake, and then the, uh, so there's been the, hang on, the original game, the remaster, the remake, the PS5 remake, the PC port, and then the separate DLC for PS4. They're making so much money off people buying this game. <laughs> and then there's going to be two more games that are probably going to have extra DLC added and probably in a te- separate package as well. Then they'll sell a triple pack. And then there'll probably be the... Well, actually, what was it? The, were they remaking Crisis Core as well? Yeah, they're yeah, remaking that, Crisis yeah. Core this year. So Dirt Service will probably come at some point. <laughs> ben, you want to talk so about much it? stuff. You want to talk about uh, how much they milk Final Fantasy VII? Just go down the list of everything they've ever done with that game. Yeah, true. Like the one we redo the movie as well. It's God, a it's a franchise within the Final Fantasy franchise. Like Seven is its own universe at this point. Mm. Yeah, yeah, too much. Okay. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have to say. Good game. I'd give it like a like probably probably an eight and a half. I I give it like a a nine. There's there's a few things that are problems like. I, I was replaying it on PS4. Um, the PS4 version is not the version you should be playing anymore. Um, those load times are hell. But no, overall, it's a very enjoyable game. Um, I love it to bits. Cool. All right. Oh, shit. Was I on mute for that whole time? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. probably. Oh, well, now, now you damn, have to say I, had, I had so many nuanced points to, to add to the discussion of Final Fantasy VII Remake, a game that I've never played. <laughs> shit. Oh, well. Um... I might just record oh. some soundboard effects and then Seth can sprinkle them through. I'll uh, have where you know it's on beforehand. Steam. I'll have you know. I actually do kind of care. Damn. I, I, don't, I don't think it <laughs> is on Steam, is it? it Isn't is. it just yeah. on Epic Games? No, it was on Epic Games last December. It came to Steam a couple months ago, like last month. Oh. Yeah, the exclusive. Is it still $125 on Steam? <laughs> $115 at the moment, but yeah. Fuck. Oh, I don't want to pay that. PC, you reckon my laptop could run it, Josh? No, fuck no. Okay, <laughs> Not even close. It could run tabletop simulator. My laptop can run anything. You know what it can run? Fable Anniversary that's on sale for $15. Well, it's on Game Pass. I literally own that as well. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I was actually, because okay. I'm, I'm packing up all my stuff because I'm moving and I'm like, hmm, Fable Anniversary. Oh, I can play that, yeah. It's, it's no Fable, Fable 2, 2, but you know. And, well, I've got Fable 2 and Fable 3 as well. Ooh, I'm like, hmm. Fable 3, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, let's leave it that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the itch is taking me. I have to go fucking go play it now. Oh, no. Sorry. fucking. Ah! Time to get all the achievements on the. Uh... I already did. I know. Well, actually, not for number three because you got to do a bunch of like multiplayer, like give give me it, let me trade for card bullshit. Just like trading the dolls in number two, but you managed that one. I got that. Sounds like an excuse to me, man. You didn't get. It. Anyway, it does matter. Let's move on before the itch takes me. Shit. Sorry, I think <laughs> I was on mute again. Fuck. I had uh, there was so much so much fable chat that I was going to get into. No, it's uh, you know we'll we'll leave it for another week. We'll leave it for another week. Uh, that brings us to the end of Round of Lunch for this week. Uh, amazingly, it hasn't gone over two hours, so... <laughs> doing well, boys. Yeah. Well done. Well I, done. I, I can I, wait I can, for half an hour if you'd like. I, I got a couple of topics I could talk about that no one cares about. So, anyway... <laughs> talk about Monster Hunter for another hour. No we thanks. We get to move on to We can start predicting week, what's going to happen at the Pokemon Direct. Which is... We keep interrupting Patrick. Of course, <laughs> the news. And starting off... Uh, the first uh, m- multiple articles. Um, apparently, so 
So, so here's the thing, right? So, uh, cost of living's going up, rent's going up, food's going up. Uh, you know what else is going up? Uh, Annapurna's uh, money to spend on porting every game. Yeah, so Don't there was a small up. indie game called Stray. I don't know if you've heard of it, <laughs> but it did very well. Yeah, hey, where's Stray review? in that game. Where's my Stray review? That's a good point. I haven't talked about Stray. I definitely can next week. Next no. week for sure. You said that last week, so this week, next week for sure. Oh my god, it's been a while since we've baited the audience three episodes in a row. I know, right? <laughs> you, won't believe what he said. you won't believe what he says next time. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need to get like a thumbnail of me doing like one of those like like shocked faces. Perfect. And behind <laughs> it, just me punching in the back of the head. <laughs> Listen, we don't, su- would we, make a we good don't thumbnail. Su- we don't support coward punching around here. <laughs> Josh I would if we could get those clicks. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> he was talking shit about Final Fantasy fourteen. All right, All right. Anyway, so All right, he's off the podcast. <laughs> I was talking shit about Metallica. Boom, two million views. Uh, uh okay, so. Real, real quick, real quick on that. I know we're just about to talk about Annapurna, but I just heard a really funny fact uh, uh, relating to that. So everyone knows and loves, except you, Josh, the uh, Eddie shredding Metallica in Stranger Things, right? Oh, I did. I know this fact. Uh, Based on when that song came out and when it was filmed, Eddie, without the help of the internet or any other kind of teaching someone how to play music back in the 80s, managed to learn and shred that within, I think, three weeks? It's Mm -hmm. possible it was up to three months because... Metallica played the Master of Puppets at a concert in December the year before. That's right. pretty cool. cool. So, so I, if you, you got really a bootleg, I thought this was a special fact, but if you got fine. a bootleg and listened to it by ear, he would have taught himself the song by ear in like three months. Another fact is that the Metallica guys—I don't know which one of them, or if it was all of them—went uh, and gave a guitar to that character, the actor that played the character, and like jammed with him. Yep, yep, it was the entire band. He went and saw them backstage and they presented him a guitar and all signed it for him. Could he actually play guitar? Yeah, yeah, he actually learned how to play the song on guitar. Oh, for the bit. For for the show, he learned how to play the song on guitar. I think it would have been really funny if he just, if if the entire thing was just kind of. uh, Metallica didn't even know that he couldn't play it. Yeah, exactly, just done done in post. Um, Anyway, so Anna (laughs) Perna. Sorry Uh, sorry to to change tacks real quick. I have one last fun Metallica fact. Of course you do. They're great. Because they're because most people that are younger than us probably wouldn't know, and some of us might not know. Uh Lars Ulrich literally like basically brought down Napster single handedly and started suing people for pirating his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, right. Yeah. I know about that. Metallica is yeah. really bad about like music copyright. They're fucking horrible with it. So um yeah. It's wild that someone played a copy of one of their songs. And it became popular, and they're like, hey, we'll give you a guitar, but if anyone else plays it, we'll fucking sue you. <laughs> well, see, well, they that's... went, the, the Stranger Things crew went through the proper channels and, like, paid them so they could put it on a the show. A lot of money, yeah. I was going to say, that, that that's, the, uh, that's the Nintendo approach, right? Uh, do it not, is. under any circumstances, take our music in any way. Unless you're paying us millions. <laughs> anyway, take so Adam Perna. Okay, no, I, just, I was expecting another interruption. So Anna, Anna Perna, um, so then what? spending, <laughs> shut up, spending a whole bunch of money. Uh, they're, they're bringing uh, Outer Wilds, which we talked against by Will about last week. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that more in depth at some point, particularly if Josh gets around to playing more than He's the first. Definitely on the list. Cycle, um, uh, <laughs> to also <laughs> bait the users, uh, bait the viewers, because I think I think I talked, I think I said that I would talk about that this week. Might talk about that next week. Might not. But the more I think about it, the more I like the game. So stay tuned. <laughs> oh, I lost the game. 
Uh, hey, there we go. So Outer Wilds uh, is being ported to a bunch of platforms. Uh, I don't know if it's worth going through each one. <laughs> Sol up. Solar Look. Ash as well, which looks really interesting to me. I still need to play it myself. But uh, they made Hyperlight Drifter before. That was also fantastic. And I've heard, oh, yeah, heard mixed things. things. I've heard mixed things about Solar Ash, so I want to give that a try for myself. And then also the Pathless uh, is also part of the trio of ports. Uh, any of those games sound interesting, Outer Wilds would highly recommend. Uh, look up if it's available on your platform, because if it's not now, I'm sure it will be soon. Yeah, they're one basically coming to everything, all these games. Yeah. Uh, one thing worth mentioning very quickly before we move on is that, uh, um, which one is it? The Pathless was done by Giant Squid, which are the same people that did Abzu. So if you liked Abzu, this seems like a very similar kind of game. I was so. going to bring that up as a meme. I didn't realize it was Giant Squid. Yeah. You're telling You're me the, the art style looks exactly like Abzu. You're yeah, telling me a shrimp fried people. this game? Well, Abzu's good. If you haven't played that, you should definitely play that too. Yeah. Abzu was excellent. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's all the... <laughs> that's the Annapurna corner roundup for this week. Uh, next up in the list, we have Grounded being launched September 27. I don't know much about this, but it sounds like you guys do. Multiplayer survival. Uh, I tried to play it when it was first, uh, quote-unquote, released in early access, and there just there wasn't enough to do. I've like, seen people the, play um, it. I, I saw the anti-arachnophobia mode, and it's just take legs off spiders until you can get to, like, no legs on the spider, and it's just a massive orbs. Roll around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so essentially grounded is, like, you're a bunch of kids in a backyard that have been shrunk, and you've sort of got to, like... Yeah, so if you've ever seen honey, that movie, I shrunk Honey, the I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's that, but in, but in video games. That on roids, yeah. <laughs> or, like, Stuart Little, but you're playing as the mouse. They're much smaller than Stuart Yeah, I guess so. Um... I don't think that's right, but yeah, sure. Um, honestly, or, it was kind of fun. It takes two, but, but there's four of them. Mm, it takes four. Mm, it's more of like a survival builder kind of game. Um, okay, so, so what, what if it was like Valheim, but they just shrunk them down? I haven't played Valheim. Valheim was good. Um, yeah, I guess you could draw comparisons. Someone told okay, me so, it's more so Minecraft. It's like Minecraft, but the units of measurement are tiny. There's yeah, less sure. SpongeBob. SpongeBob <laughs> in Minecraft. Eventually, one of these has got to stick. Anyway, so yeah. uh, so uh, even, even though there wasn't much to do, uh, are you still interested in it? Does it still hold your attention? You went into what happens? Yeah, it's an Obsidian game, so I definitely want to give it a go now that it's well when when it fully releases, and it's on Game Pass, so it doesn't cost game me anything. Game Pass, yeah, boy. Um, yeah, if you play it, Josh, let's play co-op. Yeah, um, I'll be down. Uh, also coming to Steam and the Epic Game Store as well, isn't it? Uh, probably. I don't think so. I'm just assuming that's the way most things go nowadays. Oh, no, it's uh, a, you're on the Microsoft Store, sorry, no, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it's on the Microsoft Store and the PC version of the thing, but Microsoft also said they bring all their games to Steam, which they're doing, so I don't see why they would put it on Epic. I don't know. To capture another the store, one person. Another storefront. That yeah. one person that only buys off Epic Game Store. Bring back Origin. <laughs> so they're going to have to say. swap. Absolutely God, no. not. <laughs> Bring back games for Windows origin. Live, honestly. There's been oh, a lot of God. Josh takes said, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, those trump it easily. Bring back games for Windows Live. That sounds like absolutely hell on earth. Please <laughs> do not even remind me that existed. I, I personally, I prefer the, um, was it, I think it was Driver76 that required Uplay and games for Windows Live. There's a few Maybe games I played that required Uplay and uh, games for Windows Live. Yeah, that was, that was a time. <laughs> Now here I am with 15 Azure sets, <laughs> all on the back of trying to get that fucking game working. Um, all right, and now, now here's my Patrick impression, and next on the list. That was shit. Let me show you how it's done. 
And now next on the list. Uh, there, there we go. More, more, more inflection, more, more, more grandiose voice. Yeah, uh, well, more, you know more life in the voice. I, I think just less <laughs> shit in general, to be honest. Um, anyway, so Goat Simulator 3. Uh, I wasn't holding a sheep, sorry. Unlike Dead Island 2, this game has a release date. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, there's a physical uh, edition of this game. That's yeah, wild. And, and yeah. it's called Goat in a Box. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And it comes with a board. Yeah, it, that, that little goat plushy actually looks adorable. It does. I, this is the first time I think I've wanted a physical game in, in a while. It's, I have no interest weird. in Goat Simulator. It's weird seeing someone take a joke this far. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, Goat Simulator 1 comes out and everyone's like, okay, haha. You know, making fun of all the simulators out there. That's, that's funny. Goat Simulator 3, because they're, they're skipping over Goat Simulator 2, haha. Uh, and it comes Trailer in a physical special edition. Haha. Ha. Like, now I'm probably going to pre order it. Haha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Not pre order, pre utter. My, my, oh, my favorite oh, part about oh. this is that someone said, wouldn't it be funny if we did a goat in a box? And someone from their marketing department had to take it seriously and ended up with this. <laughs> Just imagine it's, being that person with that very specific job. <laughs> honestly, it's the same energy as Cards Against Humanity, where you could just, you could buy a more expensive version of the game, which did nothing. It was literally like they told you, they said, this is a more expensive version of the game. If you buy this, you will get nothing extra. It just gives us more money. And so enough people did that, that they were like, okay, well, now we have a lot of money. And they bought, I think they bought golden dildos for a few people just for Wild. fun. And then and I think they used the rest of their money to market during the suit. Like they, they bought Super Bowl ads with the amount of money they had. Oh and my God. It was just dumb. I'm sure this was Cards Against Humanity. It's, it's been ages, but um, uh, they, so two of the ones, if, if I'm right, two of them that Cards Against Humanity did, uh, one was they bought a Super Time, they, they bought a Super Bowl halftime ad, you know, the most expensive television piece you can Time buy. Slot, yeah. And, and it was just, and it was a picture of a potato just sitting <laughs> on the ground. It played for 20 oh. seconds and it oh had my God, I was drinking water and it, it came out my nose. <laughs> That's Thank what you, you get for drinking on the podcast. <laughs> and and the other one, this one, now now I'm not so sure it was Cards Against Humanity. I think it was, but uh, every time someone bought the special version of the game, they, they just paid a contractor with a digger to just continue digging a hole <laughs> in a field somewhere. <laughs> and so they just- God damn it. It's just this giant hole. But you think about it and you're like, man, Cards Against Humanity, they, they know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, that's that is a good marketing strategy, honestly. Well, think if about they, it. That's the only thing I remember that, from that hole. No, they, I think they did. That's why I'm not sure because I don't Shout think out. that one. I don't think that one was the Super Bowl ad. I think they only did one Super Bowl ad, and the other one was just a live stream of someone digging a hole <laughs> while they still had money coming in. Um, <laughs> that's excellent, which, honestly. Yeah, and but the thing is, that's the I only would, thing I, I remember. I would literally from, buy it just to see my 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 shovel get dug. You know. Yeah. Well, that, that's the whole thing is that, that, you know, the marketing worked because I still remember it however many years later. Oh, and, and, the, and the golden dildos. Can't forget the golden dildos. I'm uh, sorry. That, that's I'm that's just a status this, symbol. I'm looking through the contents of this Goat Simulator 3 uh, stuff. The PC- oh, sorry, we're talking about Goat Simulator. <laughs> the PC edition of the game comes with a 3D printer file for something. Probably a goat. Yeah, something. like, it's always going to be a goat, but like some sort of goat. Maybe- Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold on, hold on. not be goats at all. People would just assume it's a goat. Guys, there, right. could be anything in, there could be anything in that 3D printer file. It could even, it could even be, be a, be a 3D printer file. <laughs> it could even be a phone. You know how much you want to the boat? <laughs> alternatively, Here, alternatively. get the boat. Never do that again. Or alternatively, wait for us to stop recording and then do it. I, I have plans for that voice. 
Anyway, um, I think we're all focusing too much on the <laughs> goat part of Goat Simulator. <laughs> we're all focusing too much on the on the goat part of Goat Simulator. It could be a 3D printer file for Simulator. Which would be a uh, a 3D printer file of one of the zombies from the um, the Dead Island game that got cancelled? What was it? Was it Dead <laughs> it's Island? Not, it's, it's, it's not cancelled. It's just in development hell. It's just yeah, exactly. What what should be a 3D print of the entirety of Dead Island Two, <laughs> Un, like pre pre finished? It's a physical, you, like, goat coin. You 3D print a disc with the game files on it. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, with the encoding and everything. Uh, that'd be that'd sick. That'd be sick. You'd have to have uh, such an expensive 3D printer. Also, also we, nev- <laughs> we never actually said, but it's coming out November 17. I absolutely opened with that. <laughs> oh, God, I completely missed it because of all the goat jokes that happened right away. <laughs> so I guess we can say that number three is going to be the goat. Simulator. All right. The third. <laughs> Ain't no, no, let's move on. <laughs> ain't no Billy the Kid's goat gruff. Other goat references also, and memes also, quick, in this quick house. Pri- quick price check on um, Australian PSN. It's $40 for the standard edition, $55 for the deluxe. See, that's right at the price point where I'd seriously consider it. No, don't. Never <laughs> Honestly, <pre-order>. same. <laughs> no, fellas, no. I'm telling you, that goat plush is probably like cursed or something. It'll get you. <laughs> Pre-ordering Alternatively, games. Pre-ordering games live on the podcast just to upset Steve. <laughs> it's your money. You're throwing your pissing away your money, fellas. Like these are tough times we're living in. Oh, alternatively, he- hear me out, Steve. Uh, counterpoint: the apocalypse is coming, and everyone that doesn't have a goat plushie goes straight to the shadow realm. All right, let's see. Well, EB yeah, games. See if they have goat simulator yours. up there. See the price comparison. It's probably harder to find than a PS5. You know what? I they were in stock today. Um, I yeah, hundred dollars for a goat in the box the, edition. Let's everybody talk at the same time. I want to run through quickly what the DLCs were for the first one, just to give us an idea of what the DLCs might be. The third Steve one. Steve saying right. that as the only person talking at that one particular time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first one uh, was Goat Simulator Goat Z, which was a Day Z uh, DLC. <laughs> the second one was a Payday DLC, and the third one was Waste of Base, which was a Star Wars ripoff DLC. <laughs> Who knows what we can get for the third one? <laughs> we can get anything, even a goat. It could even be you know, bit better than <laughs> the Minecraft SpongeBob crossover. Where's your goat? God damn it! So, so if you want a plush goat, it'll be a hundred dollars. Jokes on you! I could go to Build a Bear and build it for three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you! I could just I could just pirate the 3D printer file and then print it for four hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, you probably wouldn't be able to do it at Build a Bear because it's, it's you have to go to Build a Goat. I'm done with this said, story. Do, do, do you think Builder Bear gets upset when you bring your own goat to stuff? <laughs> your own goat? They just I've get upset because it's still living. <laughs> oh, okay, that's it. I've had enough. <laughs> oh, God, I, I was going to make a joke, but it's so cursed. No, I didn't stop. Want to. Come back. No, move anyway, on, move on. Um, <laughs> you have to no, stop. No, no, you know the longer we draw this out, the more likely it is that we have to cover the Pokemon uh, news live on the podcast. You're out of your We're mind not doing you think that. I'm doing that. Anyway, uh, next time. You're right. Good. Yeah, you're right. Let's do the 80% speed run. Okay, thanks for tuning in, everyone. You didn't even know, uh, you didn't even cover the audience question. I did. That's how fast I was. <laughs> Usually I reserve that speed for the ladies. You reminded me of that fucking oh old YouTube video. It's like... Okay, what's the real next? Um... So, uh, much, much like the delay between Steve's brain and his mouth, uh, there is a delay for Warhammer 40k Darkseid. 
the uh, this was the diatide that's set in the 40k universe. If I'm yeah, not genuinely but... upsetting. Yeah, it's not uh, much so... of a delay though, to be honest. No, delayed till November 30th, PC, and then shortly after, whatever that means for Xbox Series. Uh, I don't know when. When was this slated? Was it September? Uh, it was September, and it's back to November, I believe. Hang on, let me. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, I said exactly. it's pushed back to November 30, but I don't remember what it was pushed from. Um, yeah, it was from September 13. Yeah. Okay. Cool. For PC, uh, at least. Yeah. So a slight delay to that, but you know, as we've seen with basically every game post COVID, two months. You know, probably. Hey, probably she's doing good. better than the Kotal remake. <sighs> and Please, too. can you not bring that up? I'm upset now. <laughs> you know what? This is actually what happens when you develop games for Sony and not Xbox. It goes through hell. Microsoft should just buy um, buy the entire Sony. gaming industry. You know what? You said it. <laughs> you were you were hinting towards it. All right, All right, I just had to finish your thoughts. Amazon, what's that forest going to do? Anyway, okay, now I'm just literally taking the piss. You are yes. Something that's not taking the piss is a title of a 10-minute action game that you can beat, but I think this is probably one of the most interesting things to have come, to, to just come up out of the blue, or at least out of the blue in terms of my circle. You know, uh, yeah, 30, no, apparently this is, the, this is the second trailer, but this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, 34 and Everlast, it it's a solo, solo development effort, and the developer has also done the music, and the music is kind of slapping. It's, okay, it's look, I've got, I've, got, I've got two things to say. Um, so uh, it is a, it's <laughs> nice selling point. percent speed run, bro. Two things to say. Um, <laughs> I got overwhelmed. <laughs> My first podcast. Uh, so it, the news article says that it's completable in ten minutes. Um, At a minimum, it's, not, it it's, it's yep, ten minutes. But it's called Everlast. It obviously doesn't Everlast. It goes to ten minutes. It's, and it's, I mean, the, you can play the, a Hades run in trailer, ten minutes. The trailer goes for one minute, so it's literally ten percent of the game. So, I don't know. That's all I had to say. Okay, well, what I have to say is it's very clearly inspired by Nier. Um, the music is extremely similar, and even the combat to me looks very similar, and I am very excited to play it. And for someone to be doing that solo is incredible. I'm, I, I'm very keen for this. I also <laughs> yeah, just want to really say good. that I, I am a simple man that having lightning trails up while you're running super fast is just hitting me in like a, a great spot. It looks fantastic. Boy, I got mm. this game for you. It's called Tron. <laughs> You'd love it. <laughs> anyway, the, the tagline for 34 Everlast is a love story in a multidimensional universe. Uh, do we have a release date for this? I no. don't no. think This is just the so. second trailer announcement. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, so a trailer is out. I don't think we have a release date yet, but super excited. Yes, to be announced, it. it says. Yeah, cool. I'm super excited for it regardless. Uh, anyway, next up in the list, uh, 3D action game Bounty Star. Uh, I don't... It's also Annapurna. <laughs> oh my god, oh, it. so it is. Oh, I knew there was one other, but this wasn't a port, so I guess it deserves its own platform. No, it's a new game. Yep. I, uh, I like big mechs. I like action games. I also like third-person shooters. All of these are ticking the right boxes for me. I like True. big and mechs. And the developer's name lie. is Dino God, which All Dino God is a pretty deny. base name. Hmm. Actually, what what was the um, what was the one we covered last week? Dinosaurs, mechs, uh, uh, exoprimal, exoprimal. Yeah, this this is uh, also ticking 
also taking the boxes. Uh, yeah, so this is cool. Uh, there is a an announcement trailer out for that. Uh, this is on Gamatsu. It says, it says the mech is customizable, so you can customize the type of weapons that are on it. Um, yeah, it just overall looks really interesting. There's a lot of um, different guns they show off. A lot of like slow but heavy looking attacks, which all look like satisfying to hit it it's not like a super like intricate action looking game like you'd see in a devil may cry or something but it's like one of those smaller budget ones that like fills uh, fills yes, a void the in ones. your heart i mean i don't think annapurna has missed recently so i'm i'm keen just on the back of the t- like the who's attached to it alone uh i also kind of like the art style it it weirdly it reminds me of a more um uh third-person Rift Breaker, but without the strategic elements. I was getting a little bit of Borderlands out of it. Yeah, on, in terms of the setting, I can, I can definitely see that. But yeah, I'm, I'm super keen to, to see where this goes. This might be, this is definitely something I'm keeping an eye on. Definitely uh, going on the wish list. Yep. Next up, uh, Samurai Maiden, something that is not something I'm keeping an eye on, or at least not on the gameplay. Uh, someone who is more interested want to take a pass at this. Yeah, so this is being done by um, D3 Publisher, which they're known for... Um, weeb uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah weeb shit. The only I mean, games, it, but... the Earth Defense Force games, a bunch of, like, budget games that in in Japan sell for, like, $20. But they're, they're, fun, they're fun games and worth those $20. Hey, um, man, that's, that's shipping cost right there. Yeah. I, I also want to point out that um, Nobunaga Oda in this game is voiced by Takuya Kuroda. And I, I saw that name and I was like, hold on a second. I know that name. Let, let me look it up. It's, it's fucking Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza. Ah, based. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I'm just going through the screenshots of this game. Uh, Weeb shit doesn't even begin to describe what this is. Yeah, I'd probably uh, play it. You're yeah, literally um, playing a girl in a schoolgirl outfit. Fighting zombies with a sword. A samurai sword she, yes. she is. And it seems like there's other anime girls that join your party. And don't, there, she's got. Yeah. I, there, there, is literally a, there is literally a line in this where she calls herself a Gen Z girl in historical Japan and she'd watch an anime based on that. Honestly, that, that's, that's kind of sold me on the game. How no, much it hasn't. No, it hasn't. You're, you're hold on, hold on. Okay. Gen, Gen Z girl slays a demon king. I'd watch an anime based on that. I'd would play you? a game based on that. I too would play a game based on that. It, it seems like it's either isekai or time travel at this point. Those genres are interchangeable. But um, yeah, you're playing as a high school what's girl. The that's... What's the difference uh, between an isekai and a time travel? Like, isn't time travel it, just going to a different world, but it, it's a different time period? Well, time travel is the same world. Isekai yeah. is a different world. Time, time mm. travel is the same world, yeah. You're just traveling through time. Isekai is another world entirely, like a fictional world or so a multiverse or something. But yeah, no, this is um, this is very Onichanbara core. Um, yeah, oh, this- yeah, I was gonna say that definitely. I can definitely see what the fuck you mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it, you for asking. Uh, it, it looks it looks really fun to me. I am keeping an eye on it. Yeah, I'd probably you know play what? it as long as it's cheap enough. It probably doesn't, but if it had, like, an English track, and, like, after she beats, like, the final boss, she'd be like, whoa, that, that shit was busting for real, no cap. I would buy it for that. Please never say that again. I, I won't get it just for Cosmo Kiryu being Nobunaga Oda. Okay, now you just, that's, is that the benchmark of what we're doing? Yes. I when I game, search Samurai, oh. it is the first thing to pop up in Steam. 
Also, it is coming this winter, which is summer for us. It's right now. Good price, though. So, <clears throat> you might think that Steve was the it only is- one that took an L based on that absolutely <laughs> god-awful sentence that fell out of his mouth. But no, the next article on this list is taking is talking about another L, Project oh. L, in fact, the League of Legends free-to-play fighting game. Uh, yep. They've confirmed that Alawi is the next fighter in the list. I actually know it very little about this. just announced to be free-to-play as well, but everyone kind of predicted that was going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, just to hurt Steven one last time before we talk about this, the uh, Samurai Maiden is only in Japanese audio. Okay, we can continue. I was yeah, so yeah, proud I... of my segue, Josh, and you just dragged it back. <laughs> that doesn't oh. surprise me all too much. No, me either. Sorry, go on. With what? <laughs> What's the point anymore? <laughs> he tries, the, he tries the move, Josh, and Josh just brings us right back. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I actually don't know a huge amount about this. I knew that they were working on it because I know that um, Riot is trying to spread out into other genres and they've done that uh, with mixed success. so far, I think. Uh, Overall. Yeah, I don't think anything has been... I don't think anything's been a flop, but I know that people thought something... I don't remember what the name was, but the rhythm game involving Ziggs, people wanted more out of that for what it could yeah, have been. Yeah, but it was like a $30 game as well. When you look mm. at like the success of the success of Arcane and stuff like that, I think they've done a pretty good job branching out. Yeah, yeah. and this I has been in development for quite a long space, time. Though. They're letting it cook. Mm. Mm. But it's a two D fighter, which like that's that's a lot of people's alley. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well something that we can we can it, finally it they, bring they down. That Nickelodeon last time they All Star Brawl. Is this going to be the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl multiverses killer Smash Brothers something something? That's what I just heard. Yeah. So, wow, so multi- Tasmane checking in, am I right? Multiverses is a free-to-play game showed what like a Smash-style game could do free-to-play in terms of audience. This is going to be like the test for like an actual fighting game, like a traditional fighting game. Mm. Not, not to like put the barrier of is Smash a fighting game kind of argument, but like a four-player brawler that's like very easy to get into is a lot different from, um, and it has a lot more casual appeal than a one-on-one fighting game does, so it's going to be interesting how this um, shapes up in the free-to-play market, and it, like if something like Street Fighter or Tekken will end up following suits comp- if this does really well. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a huge amount more we can cover. Uh, there is a dev diary and blog post about Alawi, and yeah, I'm they go into a lot of detail doing. about her, and uh, not just yeah. her. Like, their, their entire narrative mindset of how they build the roster for the game. Like, they, they go into a lot of detail about, like, what sort of decision-making processes they do and why they choose certain types of characters. It's very important that they get, like, different body types, different visual style appeals. Um, oh, that's cool. They're using Blizzard's uh, diversity tool. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they, they're what just using their eyes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I think spending a lot of man hours building a, a tool t- for the internet to, to clown on is a better use of money than just looking at something, Seth, but <laughs> that's fine. Why would you use one of your sensors when you can use some kind of AI-driven tool? <laughs> Actually, no, AI would have more sense than that. When, when, we have, when we have Bobby Kotick himself as a perfect baseline for the tool. <laughs> I guess, to end, zero. I guess to end off this article, they also they also mentioned Evo specifically being this weekend. So um maybe maybe they'll have something to show off at Evo. Especially since the um the lead developers of the game, the Canon brothers, helped 
create Evo. Hmm. Shit. Sorry, I tr- I tried I tried thinking of a good segue. I don't have one. Um. There's like a cool first party uh iPhone. To- I actually kind of like it. I don't like that they did the Xbox thing with the joysticks. But, good. I do. Um, good. Ten out of ten. Fantastic great. base. Yeah. It's, it's called it's called the Backbone One. Uh, it's a controller announced for iPhone specifically because that's the only phone you can guarantee to the form factor. Uh, I quite like this as an idea because uh, I don't have a PlayStation, so I don't know the full mechanics of remote play. But as I understand it, you can play from your phone, but it's all touchscreen based and therefore kind of hard to use. I don't even you know how to you Bluetooth use controller. Yeah, R one and R two for it. Well, yeah, if you can you connect can. to Bluetooth, I, I guess this would be for the situation where you're on a bus, right? Or something that you don't really Or just out and out. about, really. Anywhere that's yeah. got, like, a decent yeah. internet connection, hopefully. Hmm. Um, or if you were just, like, emulating somewhere in Australia. If, if, we, if we still had the PS Vita being supported, you could have remote oh, played with here that. here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm, I'm right? sorry, Steve. What, what, what was the good uh, Xbox uh, portable console? I'm sorry, that doesn't fame. exist. The Zune. The Zune. <laughs> the Zune, even. Okay. Of, of anything you could have said, actually probably the best answer. So, fair enough. Yeah, it fair is, enough. It point, is genuinely the best answer, and that's the worst part. We're now back to Deuce, uh, Steve DeServe. Um, but, yeah, I don't know that there's a huge, more, huge amount more that we can cover. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm confused on why they went iPhone when Sony supports Android devices. Well, no, it's because it's so hard to do a form factor for Android. Like every, because Android is just the software, every yeah. phone company goes, oh, we want to make it like microscopically different in form factor to our competitors for some they reason. They could still go with the major competitor like Samsung as well, though. Or, or just make it a USB-C on one. Like literally just add a USB-C port or even just have a clip-on controller that supports Bluetooth that just clips in. Like that, that would, that would be enough, you know? Could make it adjustable um, but, or something. Yeah, exactly. Like. There's a, there's a whole bunch of aftermarket ones that work perfectly fine. Uh, so, I don't know, man. They could have done something is all I'm going to say. Yeah, but um, uh, this, this isn't like... It's, it's official Sony because they're licensing it, but it's like another company handling it. So, mm-hmm. it, it was probably whatever Backbone wanted to do. Sony was just like, yeah, we'll slap our sticker on that and make some money off it. Yeah, they can charge more for it if it's for, for iPhone only, so... But yeah, I'm, I'm, with, users I'm, with, getting uh, double charged I'm also with Patrick on this, in that the, uh, the sticks annoy me. If you're going to make a PlayStation product, uh, stick to the PlayStation button configuration. Yeah, why no, when right. it's clearly worse. Right, that would explain why PS5s are so hard to come by, and, uh, and Xbox Series The, the, the DualSense 100% is the best controller I've used. Yeah, actually, good, good, uh, good quick test. Uh, Josh, you run both consoles, which one have you used more recently? Uh, PS5. <laughs> Oh, mm. there we go. That's the well, controller. actually, the most anyway. recent console I've used is the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising, to be honest. Everyone. So, so according uh, yes, to Josh, the, the, the Switch the Pro zone contro- of gaming consoles. <laughs> according to Josh, based on uh, Patrick's uh, uh, weird, skewed statistics, the Nintendo Switch Pro controller is the best controller on the market right now for its Wait. generation. Seth, be very yes. careful with where you make assumptions. All right, <laughs> based on for what? its generation compared to a PS4 controller. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just all over a PS4 and a PS3 controller. No, no, no. The Switch Pro controller is the worst of that generation. Right now, at least just. Uh, I don't know. I didn't mind it. The it's D-pad, is, the, the D-pad on it is the worst. I well, the fuck Monster, using D-pad, man. I needed the, the, to use it in Monster Hunter Rise, and it did so many bad double clicks, or like I'm pressing right and it decides to press up instead. It's I don't know about you guys, but yeah, that did happen to me a lot as well. 
I don't I know about is, you guys, but but I, I really love the throwback feeling of when I press R2 and L2 on a Nintendo Switch controller and it feels like a DualShock 2 because there's no analog input. Mm. <laughs> really just makes me feel like mid-2000s, you know what I mean? All right. Anyway, speaking of Sony... <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you know about the accolades feature neither did we sony's removing it oh well <laughs> i actually knew it existed but i'd never seen it ever used and i genuinely thought it got removed it's being removed now yeah what's what, what's what's it like seeing the future josh <laughs> pretty good pretty good is uh, it wait till the ps6 comes out there's gonna be way too much stock oh <laughs> how's the economy looking in a year what economy? There's only one country left. <laughs> <laughs> Glory and, to and China. it's not the one you think. Yeah, it's not the one you think. Come back next week and I'll give you the answer. It's Old Zealand. It's Yugoslavia. <laughs> hey. Ah, <laughs> uh, the old Czech Republic, huh? Nice. Um, Go check it out. Yeah, I didn't even research this properly. I don't know 100% what the accolades feature actually did. I think it was just some sort of like... Way so, to thumb, give someone a thumbs up in a multiplayer match, basically. You, you, you know what's crazy, Seth? Uh, that's also what Sony said, and then one of their devs just accidentally deleted it, and no one noticed, so now they're making it official. Yeah, good. I, every, every impression I've seen is like, wait, what the fuck is this feature? I, why did no one ever mention this? <laughs> uh, anyway, so speaking of Sony... Uh... <laughs> You can't use the same segue twice in a row. I'll allow it. What, Speaking watch of me. multiple segues. I'm going to allow this. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as, as Seth mentioned uh, five minutes ago, Evo is this weekend? Yep, this weekend. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of news. There is. <laughs> okay, well, Sounds like someone doesn't, doesn't like fighting games. I'm I just not, not, uh, not very good at them. And if I'm not I'm, good at something, I'm I don't want anybody to see, else to be um, To see all my favorite uh, professional Smash players uh, play you think my favorite game, is Nintendo be Smash. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Patrick, but... Um, I, I'm sorry to tell you this, Patrick, but uh, Sony owns Evo now, and because of that, Nintendo said Smash isn't allowed there. No, no, Probably but... Play for, for the best, to be honest. But, but, it's, but it's always... Like, I, I... Are you telling me I haven't showered for two weeks for nothing? Yes, please, shower for our sake. <laughs> And don't shit in pools. <laughs> That's or a very low kids. bar. <laughs> Just be a decent fucking human. I'll try my best. Um, Seth, do you want to cover off the, the Evo news? I think you're probably more across it than I am. Just, it is, this isn't too much news. It's just PlayStation is stealing from our branding and saying they're going to be making an Evo lounge, uh, which is where they're going to have uh, <laughs> a bunch of developers coming up from Arc System Works, Bandai Namco, Capcom, SNK, Warner Brothers, and Sony itself, um, all just to come up over the weekend to talk about uh, existing content and new reveals throughout the show. So we'll see like sneak peeks of games in development or even new announcements. Yeah, so Bondi Namco is going to be about Digimon Survive. Capcom's going to be about the, the Sunbreak out. release. Uh, SNK only does fighting games, uh, and Warner Brothers games will no, be no, no. about- No, 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 SNK Lord does Metal Ring Slug. We, we could do some shoot 'em ups Earth is Metal Slug. Oh, Does it sound like a Dragon God. Ball Z villain? <laughs> God. We got Metal Gear at home. Ugh. We, we need to culture this man. Do we? No. Let, let's, let's let him keep his Josh takes. Uh, right. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's too much more to speak on that. Uh, something related. Well, not necessarily related, just because the Capcom thing. Uh, random article that I found 
while looking at Evo one. Uh, is it about the uh, sales figures? It is. Yeah, yeah I, I, yep. I clicked on it just because it was interesting. But uh, are we are we talking about that? Or can yeah, we, we, can, we can talk about it. We can talk about, about it. We, we can talk about the first the... part. I don't really care about the second one. I love the second part. <laughs> one of the one of the best games ever. After the <laughs> best game ever. No. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, we've we've been loosely talking about the Monster Hunter Sun uh, Monster Hunter Rise and the, and and Sunbreak numbers uh, just because they smashed three million. Three weeks ago? Three yeah, or four weeks around ago, launch, yeah. it, it straight up just went past three million for Sunbreak. Yeah, uh, which is um, which is awesome. Uh, I'm a little bit confused on the update for Sunbreak in this article, just because it's, they it say- It is a little outdated, it says. This was like the end, like these, these are numbers from probably the, end of June, the middle of the month, mostly. Yeah, hmm. it says sales numbers as of June thirtieth. Yeah, which is uh, oh yeah, quite and a while Sunbreak ago. passed three million in July. That's yeah, what it okay, was. Because I, I was I wasn't sure when it when it says has sold two point five million units in brackets new. Like is it is it five point <laughs> five million now? Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah no, um, no. Okay, so yeah, it, this is like two months ago, or like yeah. the end of uh, a a full month ago. Basically, which is a shame because the article came out yesterday, so I thought it would be new news. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, 10 million. I think we mentioned that. Um, that's, I don't know, still really cool. Uh, I'm surprised that, that Iceborne is still going. Um, so 300,000 uh, oh, additional really? units. Oh, shit. Yeah, since, since uh, March 31st, 2021, which, given how old World is now, and it's weird to say that because I still think World's a new game, but it's not, because uh, Iceborne came out in 2019, I think. Stop your aging me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Which, Resident Evil 7 is still selling 200,000 units as well since March 31st. Uh, that's also a sale in new Ma Resident Evil news hyping it up, so that's yeah. not that March 31st, March 31st last year. Unless oh yeah, typo. yeah, last year, yeah. So in a year and a couple of months it sold 200,000. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. But, you yeah, know, I, I was surprised that, um, yeah, Iceborne... It's, it's cool to see Iceborne and World are still going. I really hope that they are looking at doing a World 2 because... And and Ooh, just to throw it out I... there, because this is the one I like and no one else cares, uh, Dove May Cry 5 has uh, sold 5.7 million units, an additional 700,000 since March 31st last year. Cool. Uh, next up on the news, we have a <laughs> the collaboration I know that we all wanted. Uh, Neo and uh, Razer. <laughs> Any collaboration everybody was asking for. Razer yeah. is just getting into every market these days. They are. Um, remember honestly, those, I'm, remember I'm, their, uh, their masks they were meant to be releasing? They did release them. Oh, yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. I thought they just, um, did, like, the test for them. They did their betas and stuff, and they released, but not in Australia, I don't think. Um, but, yeah. God uh, damn it, I was even thinking about buying one. They do look pretty good. They were quite expensive, though. Um, I love the idea of- I wouldn't of, say they of... looked good. <laughs> What do you mean? I love I, I love the idea of of blinding them the the uh, minimum wage fast food worker at the at the counter whenever I wear my razor mask inside. Look, as long as it connects to razor synapse, it's all perfectly good. Please no. I, uh, yes, I, that way I can ac activate macros with my tongue. <laughs> I need to set the RGB just right. <laughs> it's so stupid. It looked pretty cool, with, like a rave or something, but. It don't really see it being realistic. Yeah, it would be a cool rave mask. Yes, yes, it would. And it's just hella cyberpunk dystopian, which is why I thought it would look kind of cool. 
and and um, so what what better thing to join you at a rave than your razor mask than rocking up on your neo mobility uh cross collab razor electric scooter which honestly just looks like a branded monster energy drink dirt bike yeah uh it looks uh, honestly it doesn't look that bad all things considered um i like that the promotional material is doing the tron light cycle thing yeah yeah, yeah. That's that's most motorcycle promotional material, though. To be honest, base um, they they know how to appeal to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and they, the headlight so, looks like a fucking webcam key light. It's a LED hollow ring, basically, for like streamers. Yeah, <laughs> is what it looks like. Mm. Um, and it is going to be LED. So, um, honestly, I think uh, finally, this is kind of cool. Finally, I can just use my instead of using a webcam key light, which would cost me a hundred bucks, instead I can just get a new cross cross racer electric scooter and set that up in the corner of my room instead. Do you think I can set up the uh the motorbike to razor synapse and adjust the uh headlights to through the RGB controls? Technically it's a scooter because it doesn't have gears. Quiet you. Technically no, no, no correct gears are on the podcast. So- <laughs> um no, does, does anyone else actually have motorbike or scooter licenses? No? no, I thought about it for a while, but I I just don't have the money to get car and bike retro. Right, my rebellious period was, is over, so I there was no definitely there was definitely like a while when I was considering it, but then I recovered from COVID and my taste came back, so then I decided not to. Was right. that a few weeks ago, yeah, Big Carl? I'm, I'm gonna take offense to that, but <laughs> <laughs> so I well, obviously the less have things a motorbike, I have in common right? with Josh the better. <laughs> yeah, so I obviously have a motorbike. My question for you is, would would this being available in Australia m- make you want to purchase a motorbike and learn how to ride it? Nope. Not this specifically, no. No? Okay, so Razor is not branding out to the gamer appeal, clearly. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's not doing anything new for me. I am already interested. It's just... <laughs> If you wanted to change your name to Kyle and drink Monster, you can do that without the Razor, without so, the razor Electric scooter. So- so the article that we've posted in our docket, it links to a Facebook post. And if you read all the comments on that Facebook post, it is literally people begging for a game and toaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like a <laughs> meme on, on like Razor side. So they did like an April Fool's joke like years ago saying that they were going to make a toaster. And everyone's just been like, make the fucking toaster. The other, ah. the other week, the, uh, the CEO posted a, uh, a thing of someone that got into his office, like, like, in, like to, to the, his office building at the wall and stuck like a silicon sticker of like a cutout of a Razor toaster <laughs> on, the, on the thing. And he's like, please stop. <laughs> Not until you release a toaster. He keeps like releasing, like, uh, like posting things, being like, "What kind of like home appliance would you like?" And you'll put like selections of like fridges and stuff. Anything that's not a toaster. <laughs> it's really uh, funny, actually. So, according to this Facebook post, which is from uh, uh, Minli s- Antan, so he is literally yeah. the CEO of Razor. Oh, okay, I'm not super familiar with the corporate structure of, of Razor. That's cool. Uh, apparently, it sold out within two seconds. In China, uh, yeah. Sure. Doubt. Uh, cool, I guess. Do we believe that? I do. Not for a second. That's marketing The, the demand for electric vehicles in China and scooters and motorbikes especially is extremely high. So that doesn't how, surprise how much, me at all. How much do they have though? Like you've sold out in two seconds and you had like 10 bikes. They probably had it. like next to none. It was probably a limited run. So my question like is, why would you drop all this money on a Razor electric scooter when, I mean, we've all seen gamers. I reckon I could take one in a fight. I could just wait for them to get one and then I get a free Razor electric scooter. Because you'd have to make it into China past the Great Firewall of China. No, but hey, it's, they, a, it's a Tron at, bike. Too- That's literally what it's designed to do. They're too busy looking at Taiwan at the moment. They're free. <laughs> Taiwan? 
You mean China too? Whoa! <laughs> 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 um, okay, let's move on before we lose all of our social credit points. <laughs> John Cena would be disappointed in me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> final final news. Uh, I I I simply must simply must uh, tell tell everyone tell the world that Baron Breakfast Game of the Year. Uh, they're, not they're, not like a game of the year edition. Words. I just I, I I just mean like this game will be game of the year. Uh, is now out wondering. on Steam. Uh, is now out on Steam and is coming soon-ish to to Nintendo Switch. Um, looks amazing. There's a video by RT Game going through it. Uh, it sold me on it. It's at least in New Zealand dollars, the twenty five dollar price point, which slightly high, I think, but might pro- probably is worth it. It's definitely on my wish list. Um, the thing that sold me on it is that, so you're a bear and you're running a, 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 a bed and breakfast or a bear and breakfast, if you will. And that uh, sold you on the game right there. No. So I thought, okay, I've seen this concept before done a million times just with people instead of bears. So really what's the difference? But uh, what really sold me on it was that all of the humans uh, are, are actually aware that you're a bear to the point where you can try and have conversations and it's just... Uh, uh, emotional bear noises like energetic bear noises sad bear noises and and people converse that way and i was like okay now i'm sold they really took that like green text that's a guy yeah, wrote yeah, for I was the, thinking of that the entire time so barrington yeah, yeah so barrington they literally <laughs> took that and made it into a game so so to get yeah uh, to give context to the green text it is a um someone posted their D campaign where they played as a bear and it, the dungeon master was just trying to have none of their shit so they're like okay you're gonna have to play a rogue you're gonna have to have to like pass disguise checks and stuff and they went the entire ca- campaign uh just passing all the checks and everything and uh, it it learns how to fake talking English and everything, so <laughs> eventually it just becomes knighted, and there's this one person that this one NPC finally passes a check. It's like, hold on a second, that's not a knight, that's a bear. It's trying and to then, start a commotion and then gets kicked out of the party, and everyone yeah, apologizes. the other guys like roll high enough that he rolls higher than the other guys. So the guys are like, oh no, like we're so sorry about that, Sir Barrington, and the bear just roars. <laughs> I take it, I take it, you guys have never played Honey Heist before. No. no. Oh, yeah. So I have Versa Nazuros in Rise, though. <laughs> so Honey, Honey Heist is, is what this game reminded me of. It's a D&D one-shot that I've played with some mates before. It's, it's quite D&D fun. D&D and bears. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Yeah. So, so, More like um, bears and dragons, am I right, fellas? Oh, B&D. Is that what BDSM stands for? Stop it, Ron. Bears and dragons. And- all right. I'm, I'm going to need both of you to turn the fuck down, all right? Um, so Listen, save this for, for save it for <laughs> FTL after dark. <laughs> With the golden dildos. Ooh. So it's a the game by Grant. weapon from Saints Row. <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to discuss Honey Heist, all right? Just <laughs> <laughs> You'll never <laughs> discuss Honey Heist. <laughs> I, I, I don't need Saints Row 3 penetrators invading my my Honey Heist chat, all right? Invading my bear. <laughs> you, you leave Sir Barrington out of this. Um <laughs> So it's, it's a game. You've known it's Sir game. Barrington for five minutes and you'll kill us all and yourself if anything happens to him. Look, Patrick's really trying to bear all here. I think we could at least listen to him. So anyway, Honey no, Heist. I'm just sad. <laughs> uh, so Honey Heist, it's, it's a, it's a one shot. It's a game made by Grant Howitt back in 2017. You can look up Honey Heist um, rule set. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read you a couple of snippets because it's, it's rather good. So, uh, uh, yeah, so it's HoneyCon 2017. 
you're going to undertake the greatest heist the world has ever seen. Two things. One, you have a complex plan that requires precise timing, and two, you are a goddamn bear. So the character creation screen, well, character creation system, not a screen, D&D, uh, you roll three, you roll 3d6s to determine your descriptor, your role, and your bear type. Uh, so, uh, descriptor, things like rookie, washed up, retired, unhinged, slick, and incompetent. Your bear type slash skill, uh, grizzly, polar, panda, black, sun, and honey badger. Uh, and your role of the muscle, the brains, the driver, the hacker, the thief, or the face. <laughs> and you get to roll an additional d6 to determine the hat. <laughs> this sounds excellent. It's so good. So you have two stats. What are, what are the hats? What? What are the hats? The the hats. You have the option of well, not the option because it's a d6, but uh, sorry, one d8, one d8, not even d6. Ooh, you have there's eight hats. Um, mm, you have trilby, top, bowler, flat cap, cowboy, fez, crown, or the eighth is just roll roll twice. You just roll again. Um, so you have two Absolutely stats. Absolutely base decisions. You 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 have two stats. Uh, your first stat is bear. <laughs> which you use to yep, stuff. You more, know what? That, that instantly reminded me how the Mario and Luigi games have a mustache stat. <laughs> Very oh, similar. Yeah. So, so your best stat is used to maul stuff, run, climb, shrug off damage, scare people, and generally do best stuff. But your other stat is criminal. <laughs> generally do bad criminal even. <laughs> which you use to do every anything not directly related to being a bear. <laughs> Holy so shit, when, I need to play this. It's it's so good. So so when when you act, uh the outcome uh so so when you act, anything is based on a D6. Uh and so if it's related to being a bear, uh then best at uh hang on, uh, uh shoot, I need to Am I having a stroke? Check what's happening here. No, You're fighting no, no. someone and you roll a one as a bear, I'm still sure you'd win. <laughs> like, <laughs> like honestly. Uh that's right, yeah, yeah. bees. So, so, so if, if you need to, if you need to do a check, you roll a d6 and if it's equal or under the relevant stat, that's right, then you succeed. And if it's over the stat, you fail. But if it's, uh, if, if you're using your, your bare special skill or, or doing something related to your role, it's 2d6 and you pick the lowest. And the reason why it works like this is because, uh, when, uh, when something goes wrong and, uh, you're in difficulty, you move one point from criminal into bear. And when things go well and the plan is, is coming together, you move one point from bear into criminal. This is so weirdly unique. <laughs> so the whole thing, it is just a one shot. So it's just two stats. So uh, if your criminal stat reaches over six, uh, you'll load into a lifetime of crime and betray the party. And <laughs> if your bear stat reaches over six, you flip out bear style and lose it. <laughs> this so, is excellent. Yeah, I mean... I just if, if, snorted when I was <laughs> So if if you if if if, uh, if if the other FTL boys want want to try and steal some honey sometime and see how many bear slash criminal stats they can rack up, uh, we should do that. It, it's quite fun. Um, I be my, there'd be something on I, tabletop simulator for it. I I was a uh, when I did this with my mates. I was I was an unhinged. Yeah, I was an unhinged black hacker, black bear hacker. That that was my role. So. <laughs> Uh, I had to hack the security system for Honeycon 2017. Uh, it, it was a whole thing. You had to be there. You really just uh, played yourself, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> the, the D6 soul read me. Anyway, yes, yeah, so that's Honey Heist. I don't know how we got talking about this for so long. I'm so yeah. sorry. But... Looks like you get charged for one count of being a bear and another count of being an accessory to being a bear. <laughs> and another count of being a criminal. Uh, so anyway, so the point is Bear and Breakfast, excellent game. <laughs> 
Honey, that sounds better. Uh, but yeah, so that 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 rounds out the the news for this week. Uh, thank you to everyone for that. The audience question. I know that we didn't get to one last week, but we have one this week, mainly because Woo! it's not three hours and it's not two a.m. and I don't really want to cry. Very close uh, to three hours. But... Need to kill time till Pokemon. So, <laughs> audience question for. Don't threaten me with a good time. So the audience question for this week. Uh, good evening. Sorry. That's <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I knew you'd do that. <laughs> I knew you'd do it too. It's so instinctive. I would have done it as well. Oh, it's so instinctive. Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell, if you're listening, fuck you. I, I did it to Josh twice before we started recording, so that, that one's fully on me. It's so funny. Uh, anyway, uh, seeing as you guys do such an excellent job doing free advertising to Krispy Kreme every week, are there any sponsored products or services you've bought after seeing, uh, after listening to an ad break in another podcast or video? Uh, question sent in by Michael J. Tannisfield. Uh, how, uh, how was the Bluetooth, Stephen? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it took me like, I said, I'm like, what the fuck's Bluetooth? Is that five gum? But uh, um, I, I, you were on the receiving end, big fella. How'd you find it? <laughs> you know, that's a good answer. I'll take that. You know, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> product, product it is advertised. Can confirm. <laughs> I'm sorry, what um, is this product? <laughs> Bluetooth. <laughs> It's like yeah. basically Viagra that gets me off the It's it's, it's gummy Viagra. Google yeah. Bluetooth inflation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Comes some the... waffle flavor too. Look up. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting back to the question though, I don't really think that I have. Um, I've fallen for a couple of like Instagram ads where it's like, "Hey, you guys want to buy some free sunnies? Just pay for shipping." Have you uh, fell for those? Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> I was like, cause I, it was like that day I like broken my sunnies um, and then the Insta algorithm got me and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. What have I got to lose? And so they rocked like up, like, they rocked up eight weeks later um, and the <laughs> build quality even. was that. It, it was like the build quality was that shit. They must have just fucking Could have a Kellogg's some, box. Literally <laughs> like, like the, it was like off center. So oh, I put God. it on my face and it was like one of the lenses was like essentially like on my forehead, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're wasting twenty bucks. And in the meantime, though, a I'd forgotten about it. B I got another pair of glasses, so it's yeah, it was a, wow. Let this be a lesson to us all. How about some of those? Um, God, what's the website called where you back things? The Kickstarter, Kickstarter things. Have you fell for any of those? No, I haven't. No, I, I fell for Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cringe. I also I, fell I, for I, ukulele. I've for a couple. Yeah, ukulele was bad. It I actually still I need to I, play that myself. I keep hearing it's bad, and it's like maybe it's, maybe after all this time going in fresh, it won't be as bad as I think. It's not as bad as, it up as they say. It's, it's like average. Like it, it overstays its average. It's like a solid four. It's like just below average enough to make you not want to play it anymore. They could have if they cut half the game out, it'd be a lot better. But it, it gets in. Like, okay, I'm sick of doing this. Like I it's repetitive. <laughs> I also backed the Cyanide and Happiness card game. Now I've yet to play it. Uh, well, jo- joking Hazard. Yeah, Joking Hazard. That's fun. I I, I backed that and I got it and I yeah, played it I, a bunch. I I backed it. Oh, I got it. But is I, it because you don't have any gone, friends? Yeah, exactly. I've never gone in. Ah, I've never gone out. Like, would you? Never would, gone you outside, would you play? Eh? Touch grass. Would you play a game with Josh? I wouldn't. Wow. <laughs> I like how you specifically right. said Josh and not any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm busy anyway. <laughs> Fucking hell, oh. all right. 
Got a podcast. I'm going to help you in Monsanto or something. You want to play multiverses later? Nah, I go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you don't want to play Monster Hunter with me anyway. I just throw. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, past evidence has shown that that is exactly correct. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have, I have two to contribute. Well, three actually. One, I've been burned by Kickstarter before, as I think everyone has. Um, uh, two, Unstable Games does a lot of their uh, funding via Kickstarter. Unstable um, Games. Sorry, if you're familiar with. I'm yeah. also going to Google it, yeah. Uh, you're probably familiar. Well, the, the probably biggest one was um, Unstable Unicorns. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, actually, it's kind of good. Delicious company. Here to slay. Uh, yes. Ex- well, <laughs> I, so I was going to bring up actually was I saw yeah. ads for Here to Slay and then went, chances are I'm not going to be able to play this with anyone uh, just because I didn't think there'd be enough interest with people around me. Um, so I went to uh, a mate's flat down in Wellington when I was visiting parents for Christmas. And played it with his flat, and I was like, "Fuck, this game's amazing!" So I guess I bought it like the day like, I bought it after we finished playing, um, and uh, played it a few times since. I, I really enjoyed it. Eh? Um, Not even a ski. Uh, uh, and so they, um, they, I don't remember their latest one. They did their latest one on Kickstarter two, three months ago, I think, maybe even four months ago now. Been a while. Sometime this year, they, they, they did another one, but on the back of how good Here to Slay was, I backed that. So in that way, it was kind of an ad, but outside of that, uh, well, outside of Kickstarter in general, really, um, I don't know what the order of operations was here, but I, uh, so my room, uh, I have blinds that don't stop a huge amount of the light that, that comes in. So if it's, if it's sunny in the morning, there's just sun in the room. And so it's light. And so if I wake up, it's really hard to go back to sleep. So I don't know if I looked up sleep mask or if Google just decided to give me a sleep mask ad, uh, mask ad but uh, I bought Manta sleep masks off of an ad. Um, Were they worth and it? Honestly, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> they've, been, they've been really good. <laughs> I think I could uh, have sleep with a mask on. I think it would piss me off, to be honest. That's the thing. I didn't think, think that would be me either. But now um, I basically don't sleep without one it would be uh, a good way to stop me looking at my phone when i'm in bed well it's it's just it's just like it was never so apparently a lot of the issue that people have is that it's going to sleep which is the issue which is never the issue for me it's that when i wake up if it's too light i will just never go back to sleep but oh uh, do you want to go back to sleep we got things to do grind that well, rise and grind that, that that that's sort of a different issue in and of itself but um but yeah no um i bought that entirely off of seeing an ad and checking that it wasn't a scam site. But what's funny is I succumbed, right? I did it. I bought an ad. Uh, yeah, I bought from an ad. But I don't think Google's figured that out yet because I still see a very, very heavy weighting of Manta sleep mask ads, which is kind of funny in that, yes, they are targeted at me because I have the product, but bad in that because I already have the product, they're wasting their time. Are they cool? And money. Um, because I I get the ads as well, even though I I've, I've never even heard of them. That's why I've got like eyelids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! I've yeah. never wanted to strangle you so much. That was fucking excellent. Keep it up. Give up the good work. Um, fucking I'll laying like, my soul bare on here, saying like, yeah, this has genuinely helped me. It's a good product. That's and Steve's M A N T A. Yeah, like the Ray. Steve just uh, like, yo, let me just show you your eyelids real quick. <laughs> Left, right, good night. Um, but like, <laughs> was there any adjusting? Like, or, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bad example because I just go to bed when I'm tired. 
Um, They're fucking expensive, bro. What the heck? 35 USD for a good night's sleep. You can't put a price on that. Look at this guy. 35. The ones I'm looking at here say 89. Fuck you. What? 89 you Jesus Christ. Oh wait, sorry. This is a pro version. There's a pro version of a sleep mask. I'm sorry. I the slim it. ones are $29 on sale. You might need the max one because big fucking head. Mask. Yeah, yeah you'll need the max one because you're big fucking head. Oh God, they, have like, <laughs> they have like eye cups on them. That's wild. Yeah, they <laughs> do. It's, it's, it's comfy. It's like goggles. You can pretend you're underwater and you're terribly uncomfortable. It looks like you took a set of headphones and then put it the wrong way on your head. <laughs> Okay, you know what? This is the last time Patrick shares anything on the podcast. <laughs> nah, don't be like that. <laughs> You're Manta giving aroma dots. You can get scented ones. Yeah, that no, are add-on therapies. That, that's, Actually, the, that, that sounds that, pretty that's good. What, that's what it the ads does sound started. pretty good. The ads have started subbing those to me, and nah, I, I don't care. Oh, I think <laughs> the scent would it's keep It's okay, me Patrick. I respect your stories. <laughs> I don't respect anything about Patrick, sorry. I, I would no, absolutely I, I, fang one that smelled funny. Not funny. It smelled good. Like oh, it smelled funny. Why does I'm, this? Why does this smell off? <laughs> I'm an absolute degenerate for like incense and all that kind of stuff. Oh, is it? Is it like velour? The eye cups or something? I what? What the fuck? It what? What? That's velvet. The lure. How velvet. do I spell that? Okay. Yeah, let me, let me look at what it is. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. pro version is machine washable. Mm, there you go. Anyway, I I I bought two for one when they were on sale. Oh fuck, like, that's all right. Discount. Even better, you get a deal discounted massively so it made sense and i am so, happy with my purchase so i would buy advanced material science <laughs> <laughs> okay so hear me out <laughs> uh, what, about you, uh, what about you seth you're being awfully quiet i'm worried that you're gonna say that you bought a house or something <laughs> from an ad <laughs> Yeah, there was, there, was this, there was this it's one cost ad. That, grand. There was this one ad that said I could buy a house free, with free uh, like three thousand small payments of a thousand dollars. Actually, I'm that's, constantly that's getting bad. home loan ads at the moment because <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you're no, looking no. at um, houses. Yeah, I've been serving them as well. One bedroom from like, it's like prices start at five hundred thousand. I'm like, okay, yeah. Are you getting the car? Kellyville, no thanks. <laughs> So, so to dig up a me- to dig up a Steven memory that uh, Patrick's probably forgotten, but lives in my head rent free. Uh, me Uh-oh. and a mu- <laughs> me and a mutual friend both got a Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> but my mutual my mutual friend, like the first time he tried it, was just sitting on call, and Patrick got so annoyed because we were sitting there for like five minutes talking about how good of a shave it gives us, and. Patrick's just like, shut the fuck up, Jake. I can hear you rubbing your face. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, what, where did that this happen? That was when came that. out. Oh my God, that, that was, was a while yeah, ago. That was ages that, that's ago. That's lived in my head rent free ever since. But no, legitimately, Dollar Shave Club has been great. I like, I, every, whenever I run out of stock, I'll buy like uh, four months worth of um, at razors, and that'll last me like a year. Um. <laughs> Uh, because I don't shave all that often, I should shave more often than I do. But um, no, every time I do, it's just such a great shave, and uh, um, yeah, does does a great job. So, very very uh, happy I got that. Wanting to super quickly canvas canvas the boys. Uh, I pretty much every content creator that I that I watch on YouTube is now running NordVPN sponsorships. I've never even trialed NordVPN, and there's no amount of seeing people get sponsored by NordVPN. That will change my mind at this point. Has it worked on any of you guys? No. No. Um, it, uh, uh, heavy caveat, <laughs> I did add more VPN for a couple of years, but I didn't get it from the ads. I had it from Googling best VPN and literally doing a, a borderline Excel table that said all the 
VPNs and how much they <laughs> cost. Bro, we did the same and got Express VPN. This sounds like a sponsorship, bro. Come on. Uh, I wish it was, my friend. I wish it was. Um, it was like cheaper so, at the time, and now I just don't use a VPN. I'm just raw dogging it. Yeah. Anyway, any final. The the pro version of the mask features ventilation holes and perforated oh, materials to allow air to move freely through the mask. <laughs> ventilation holes. Your eyes don't breathe. It's a speed hole. Um, reference. Um, I I'm trying to think of one. That I I think the the thing with me with my ads is that I've never I don't think I've ever bought anything off an ad that I haven't extensively googled and researched for fucking months, if not years, prior. But but if the ad triggers you to do that research, it's still working, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. I don't think they ever have. I think the only. Yeah, no, not really. I I can't think of anything I've just bought randomly and gone yeah sometimes, you know what that looks when great. i'm like when i'm like looking Other for than, things uh, like new shoes plans. oh yuck sometimes when i'm like looking oh, i've for downloaded things, mobile games actually there you uh, go uh, dumb sometimes when i'm like looking for things like new shoes or socks or something i'll just google shoes or socks just so i get served <laughs> ads, ads. To, <laughs> just so i can get served ads i never really buy anything um so i just cave and buy stuff from the iconic because i don't have any originality but yeah thanks for I listening think- you know, I, I, I'm, I'm. This is probably not quite an ad, but I watch a lot of, uh, like, like the Samsung Unpacked events and the Apple WDC and stuff like that. Um, so if you consider that an ad, I've bought stuff based upon stuff I've seen them present. Didn't you buy enough. one of those um, Apple wheels? Fuck no! <laughs> Absolutely not. Eight hundred dollars for wheels? I don't even mind. Didn't you buy an Apple? Aren't you one of the first pre-orders for an Apple car? That doesn't exist yet. No, you just get like a normal car and you drill, um, sorry, you, you get a normal Apple, like a Granny Smith one for me. And you get like, then you get four of the um, Apple wheels and there you go. No, no, no you, you get a normal car and then, and then you just drill the 3.5 millimeter jack back into it. Ah, oh. <laughs> remember that thing that was going around? I think 4 chan started, where it was like people was like, you could just drill a hole, the, the, the hole back into your iPhone, <laughs> or or also um, the microwave la- latest, one to charge. Latest software update means you can now microwave your phone to charge it. Oh, so good! The New York Fire Department going, guys, please, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> American education system, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. So anyway, I, I think to end this off, I think um, the number one sponsor that we should all talk about is how uh, every week we sell Krispy Kreme donuts to all of our thousands of viewers. But we don't get paid for ourselves. That. We do it for like, free, uh, fellas. We do it like for free. Jim Jeffries talking about Imodium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's a reference for with... anyone that listens to the Jim Jeffries podcast. <laughs> I do not you, listen. You know to what you. goes great with Krispy Kreme? Imodium. <laughs> Imodium. <laughs> <laughs> For the anyway. record, the, the bit that he does very is that emodium's like a uh, like an anti laxative, basically for people that like you know shit themselves or whatever, because he's lactose intolerant, and he's like, I will never take a cent from them; they saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. Uh, well, as I've been trying to do for about four minutes now, but anyway, <laughs> hopefully that answers your question, Michael. Uh, if you. Or someone you know has a question you'd like us to once again in touch. We're on Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge, Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge, minus one of the L's, and on Gmail, Fast Travel Lounge at gmail.com. 
please give us a like on your favorite podcast platform and a review or comment if you can. All, all interactions help boost our voices within the algorithm and bring us one step closer to being the preferred gaming and pop culture news podcast <laughs> sponsored by Krispy Kreme. <laughs> did we say Michael's full name? We did, yes. We did. Uh, excellent, Multiple excellent. times. Uh, Michael, Michael J. Tattersby, why? Uh, I mean, no, no reason. Uh, up, to, uh, up to our listeners if they want to put their full name in the, in the audience question, but yeah, it signed it as Michael J. Tattersfield. Um, anyway, uh, with that, that does bring us to the end of episode 35 for this week. Uh, anything that people can look forward to for next week from any of you? Two Point Campus. Stray. I will review Stray. Two Point Campus is coming out on Game Pass. I get to play a brand new game for free. What is Two Point Campus? Tuesday the 9th of August, my dude. It's a right. management. It's like Two Point Hospital and Two Point... Two-door cinema club. Never heard of them. I, oh, two cinema club. I've heard of two-door cinema club. I look forward to your review so that I can decide if I'll play it next week. It's on Game Pass. It's free. Play it. All right. I, Anything new stuff? I will most likely be playing Get Out of Hell and probably some Dragon's Dogma on the side. Nice. Oh, yeah, you got Dragon's Dogma. What about you, Patrick? Yeah, I started and then I stopped because literally everything else came out. <laughs> Because we made fun of him for his Hitler. Yeah, yeah. No, no, because, Sun, because Sunbreak came out. I made, the, I made the stupid decision of starting an RPG before Monster Hunter came out. Um, what are you the, playing the next, RPGist, uh, What is on my list next? Um, Probably video games. Enough, we, we, we were talking about Here to Slay, and one of my side projects is to build an online version of that. So, oh, um, cool. So yeah. that, that's kind of been taking up a good chunk of my time now that I'm no longer as busy with uh, work and everything else associated with that. Uh, but video game related, uh, what is next to my list? Um, oh, uh, one of the, ah, um, uh, shoot. One of Damn the ones- breakfast. Oh. No, 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 no. Similar, similar vein. Um, it was one. It's it was a similar one that, vein. Sorry, come no. on. This is so niche. Let me. It's, it's a, it's, it's Baron Five Star Hotel. <laughs> no, um, uh, Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb? No, what, what, something of the Lamb. I don't know. Uh, tell your story. No, we covered it. Silence. Silence no, of the Lamb. it's not silent. It was Cult of the Lamb. I was right. Cult, Cult of the Lamb God? Up. Isn't that what it's called? Or am I thinking something different? No, Cult, Cult of the Lamb. Um, we, it's coming out... Uh, oh, never mind. August 12th. I thought it was this week. No, Got another week to hold weeks. on to that one. Uh, that that was one that we covered early, as part of the early teasing the audience. It was it was that giant list episode, and this is one that I pointed out and said I really like to look at that. And then I played the demo, and I went, "Yeah, I'm going to pre-order this." So I pre-ordered it. Oh, yeah, actually, no, this, it, this it game looks really cute. Good. I, I remember just, this. I never actually got around to playing that demo. I downloaded a bunch of the demos and never Me got either. a chance to do them. That's mm. Devolver too, so and it's fair, yeah, fairly cheap. Hmm. Yeah, I might give that a go. We might talk about that the week after. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I finished the Hot Wheels DLC for Forza. Maybe I'll talk about that. Finished Outer Wilds. Maybe I'll talk about that. Um, Talked about that last week. <sighs> I, yeah, I'm sure Josh could th- squeeze it out in a weekend. Can we, can we get a full review of Mantisleep? Anyway, this has been episode 35. Uh, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by uh, Josh, Seth, and Steve. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Happy birthday to my new house, which I move in next week. Actually, no, it's tomorrow. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs>